Welcome to the Random TMCU Movies Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Finally! Yay! Yeah, so we're a little late. Yeah. That's okay. Things came up that had to be dealt with in real life, so. Yeah. Um, But we're enjoying our vacation. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we'll record a thing or two. No, we won't. No, we won't. No, we won't. (laughs) We should have known better. Um, It's been a a good summer. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or, as I like to call it, the fucking wasp. She wasn't in it as much as I wanted her to be. Well, I mean, like, that wasn't going to happen. But she did not play as much second fiddle as she did. That's true. The first time. That's very true. And they didn't have her in a ridiculous haircut. She had a ponytail, I'd like to point out. She did. I was so happy to see that. Just saying. Just saying. So, yeah. So, um. I liked it. It was okay. I liked it better than the first one. Okay, and that's good because you were not a fan. No. These are not your type of Marvel movies. I just don't care for the character. I'm not a big Paul Rudd fan to begin with, but... I love Paul Rudd. Um, okay, so if you haven't seen this movie... Oh, why, yeah. Why are you listening? Yeah, because um, we're going to spoil the shit out of everything. Yeah. Um, Up but, to and including this. <laughs> uh, seeing Paul Rudd portray so many other characters other than himself... Mm-hmm. Um, Made me respect him a little bit more. Yeah. But I've never been a huge Paul Rudd fan. Okay. He, to me, he's still um, the John Hughes era actor. Okay. Where he's just kind of there. Yeah, where he's just the... the he's not an actor. The, the, too old te- the too old actor playing a teenager from high school. Yeah. Character. Yeah, like he hasn't, he hasn't done a ton of drama. He hasn't done a ton of like weighty stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've seen him do some stuff that I think he's got the chops for it. Um, Were he given the opportunity yeah. to do so? Yeah. But I also like him in dumb I mean, comedy I roles. I got nothing against him. Yeah. You just, just got nothing for him. I just got nothing for him. Yeah. I love me some Paul Rudd. So. Uh, so this was directed by Peyton Reed. Okay. Do we know anything about Peyton Reed? Um, I think he directed the first one. Let me double check. I mean, we probably should have checked that. Well, I mean, I have the IMDb open. I'm at okay. least that prepared. <laughs> yes, he directed. Oh my god, he directed Bring It On. Oh my god, what? I what? Bring It On, like the bad cheer. Well, okay, it's a good bad cheerleader movie from like ah, what year is that? Two thousand. Wow. Kirsten Dunst and um, Gabrielle Union. Oh my god, it was terrible. Not, I loved it. Not familiar. It's it's awful, and I loved it. I'm, yeah, I'm looking through his... Yeah, uh, there's nothing here that... Yeah, that jumps out. I, oh, hey, Beavis and Butthead. He did additional voices. That's... <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Oh, God, he directed on Back to the Future, the TV series. Bless. Because they did some live-action stuff, and he directed those. That's oh nice. My God. So we have um, five people credited as writers one of them as being paul rudd which uh is kind of a big deal yeah i think this is the first where the the lead the first mc where the lead character is also given a writing credit as far as i know yes because i don't think robert downey jr's ever been given no he's i think done production stuff but not i don't think he's been given a writing credit and ryan reynolds has but that's not mcu that's just marvel correct Oh, he he owns it. Ryan Reynolds that is Deadpool. Is Deadpool. Yeah. Let's just yeah. leave that alone right there. Um, but That's also, really cool, 
Also, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Paul Rudd, Andrew Barrier, and Gabriel Ferrari. Yeah, and generally, the more writers you chuck on something, the more dubious I get. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't always mean a good thing. <laughs> but I, th- I thought this was good. I thought the I- plot was way more interesting than the first one. Um, My biggest problem with the plot was the side plot with uh, the guy from Justified. It was like, I don't care. Sonny Birch. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was too, there was too many antagonists in this film. I felt like they had to have a villain that was more because I mean honestly, Ghost wasn't a traditional villain. Well, Ghost is more of Ant- well, we'll get to Ghost later. Yeah, but, but Ghost like was not an Ant Man villain. So I think they wanted to have somebody that was more like straight up mustache twirly villain villain. But I didn't like that we never got who he worked for because he was very ominous about like oh oh I'll uh, tell you who he worked for. Well, I know the, all about in the comics. Sonny Birch. Well, yeah, but like we don't know in the MCU. <laughs> don't give me the eyebrow wiggle, you weirdo. Um, but like he kept saying like, oh, well, you have no idea. I work for powerful people. And it's like, okay, well, tell me who the fuck that is. Hammer. I mean, what? God, I would love to have Justin Hammer back because I love Sam it's Rockwell so fucking much. Bra- it's kind of bringing some stuff Ow. Uh, full circle. So we'll get there, but like that but was yeah. I think there were there were there were too I think many that was my pro- Yeah, I think that was my problem. Uh, we had that. There was what was it else? We had a problem with that. With um, was it Gotham? Where no. they just kept splitting focus? Yeah, they they split focus. Gotham used to do way, that a lot. Yeah, Gotham does it a lot. Yeah, um, and it's like if it's a good enough story, flesh out the good story you have. I would have liked more with um, because with with our core three team. Which is, you know, Ant Man, the Wasp, and Pym. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked more with Janet. Um, but, like, we get all this stuff with. I think he was just. It was an, another. It was a name drop. Well, and it was another. It was a canon name drop. It was another uh, obstacle to throw in front of them when they were, like, running around with the office. But wasn't Ghost enough? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It should. Ghost should have been enough. Ghost should have been enough. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's almost like they started with a an idea and then couldn't untangle it from the rest of the story. Yeah. But, okay, but we have to have this Sonny Birch guy in here. We have to have this Sonny Birch guy in here. We yeah. have to drop this name. Yeah. I don't know why. I would have preferred more with his ex and her uh, new husband because I, I really liked oh, them God. in the first one. Oh, with the they group hugs. were hilarious. They're perfect. And, like, I love Judy Greer so much. And, like, I thought she was underused in this. So was um, um, Bobby Cannavale. Yes. Yes. Both of them. So that was, hilarious. I think, my only frustration is that they could have streamlined some of this. Um, and we could have gotten more uh, of Ghost, more of right. uh, Fishburne. And Walton, um, Walton Goggins, Goggins, the guy that played Sonny Birch, um, he's great. He's a great actor. He's very good at what he does. He's he's kind of a, a niche actor. He plays the same kind of slimy. He's got those beady, close set yeah, eyes. Yeah, and like you he's know? Re- he's a really good actor. I just I didn't. I thought his plot was superfluous and shouldn't have been there. But Ooh, that was a fancy word. I know, right? Mm. Look at you. Mm. Um, but I think that was probably my biggest complaint overall. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Um, I love this stuff with Cassie. Um, I really you mean like stature. <laughs> I not yet, not yet. Um, I really like that they brought in Lawrence Fishburne. Like, so I thought, I thought overall, I think it was it was good. Uh, yeah. I mean it. 
it had a better plot. It was a more engaging plot to me. Yeah. Um, which is all I care about. It was nice to have a break from the... Infinity War. Well, from the megalomaniac science, I will weaponize this and sell it to the highest bidder. Because we yeah, had that was... with Justin Hammer. We had that with yeah. um, with the first Ant-Man movie with What's-His-Butt, um, uh, Hornet. And, I mean, that's th- it's become a kind of a trope in the MCU, mm-hmm. like kind of the anti-Tony Stark. Um, so it was nice to have a quote-unquote villain in Ghost that was um, different from that. It wasn't like the kind of like, uh, you know, industrial espionage kind of deal. Because we did that. We did that in the first one. Yeah, it it was lighter. Um, and I think it had to be lighter although, after fucking Infinity War. Although, um, uh, 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 Bill Foster. Yeah. Uh, him and Ghost together were kind of that, not, not so much antagonist, not so much they're going to weaponize everything, but they were still the other science dudes that yes. they were butting heads against. Yes, but I think they had a more noble cause than I'm going to make me some money. Yeah, life. Yeah. Living. Yeah. Um, Plus, also, she's we... also kind of, I also kind of viewed Ghost as a little winter soldiery. Yeah, because it was not her. She wasn't. It quite, was not her doing. It was not. She wasn't quite brainwashed, but also Shield kind of was real shitty with her. Yeah, we'll get into Shield. Yeah, later. there's there are Shield ties. I in, was I was shame on Shield during this movie. I was like, you bastards. Yeah, but after watching Agents of Shield, I mean, yeah, there were pockets of there shit were going on. That of shit because I would Hydra. like to think that this was the Hydra think, group. Yeah, I was. That was. That's exactly what I was about to say. Um, that this was not anything Phil Coulson would have sanctioned. Um, that's see, that's where I'm drawing the comparison between her and Winter Soldier. She oh yeah, she wasn't straight up brainwashed like Bucky was. No, but they they but took advantage was, of her of her yes, illness. She was for their own gain. Stock, she was Stockholm syndrome. Oh, absolutely. But as and a they made warrior, her do terrible yes. things, just like they did Bucky. So yeah, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah. So, and I think I would have enjoyed more the exploration of that, like we were saying, as yeah. just do Sonny Birch was. Yeah. Unless they can tie him in later. Which, with as much as he was threatening, you have no idea who I work for, da 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 da. Like, I could see him cropping back up before I could see Ghost. Maybe. But also, like, I kind of don't care. Like, they didn't make me care enough. For me to, like, not want a brand new, clean slate third movie from them. I don't know. They would have to impress the shit out of me if they brought him back. Yeah. For me to care. Because he was kind of a second tier, kind of bumbling. But in, okay, okay, okay. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Johnny broke her brain. What if they somehow tie in Scott Lang's return in Avengers 4, but Sonny Birch had something to do with it, but they had to set up his character in Ant-Man and the Wasp in order for that to pay off in Infin- in Avengers 4. Um, I Theoretically, I would be okay with that, but my only problem with that is Avengers 4 is going to be so fucking people-heavy to begin with. But, I mean, all he needs is a scene. That's true. Because That's he, true. Has all, quote, he has all these quote-unquote powerful people behind yeah. him. And what if those people find the equipment up there on that uh, parking lot? Yeah rooftop which i assume that's where they were yeah what if he's the one who finds it and helps bring and maybe that's the tie maybe in. Maybe. maybe i will tell you one of my i big, could forgive the setup for i that. could i could and i will tell you one of my big problems with the plot um 
was that fucking Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne built this like fucking quantum dustbuster type thing um, because it looked like a dustbuster. And then they had like a component that they had to go buy. Like they had to buy components from him. And I'm like... Y'all they, couldn't buy. Y'all couldn't build that. They shit? were. They forced the Stony Birch storyline. They in. did because, and it like happened to be like, oh yeah, we built this but, this well, empty slot for this thing that we were going to have to buy on the black market, and it was like y'all couldn't ourselves. build that shit. But what if? Okay, what if they introduced Sony Birch in order to have their second string characters like, um, it's not not Lewis Louis. Uh, Louis, Louis. It is Louis? Louis. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Louis and his friends, his two little lackeys, yeah. to go up against. So you get a second string bad guy with a second string good yeah. guys. I mean, that could, that could very well be. Which gives us more Lu, Lu, uh, Louis and, yeah. and his people, which we wanted. Yes, absolutely. So in I order to get them... We had to have Sonny Birch to, like I said, second yeah. string, second string. I just think they could have done it in a better way. Like, if they would have made it clear that, like, for lack of a better word, whatever powered it might not have been pin particles. It might have been some other proprietary thing that they had to, they could only get from one place. And this guy got it in the black market because they stole it from Stark or Hammer or who the fuck ever. Yeah. So, like, I wish they would have framed it uh, in such so, a way because it looked like it was just some random mechanical component. And I'm like, you've got two of the smartest yeah, fucking it people. It looked like a black box. Yeah, I was like, you've got uh, two of no, the smartest I mean, people. I, I get what? where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But So I think that, that kind of thing was forced. It kind of was. But now that I've, I'm thinking about it, I really, that second string, that second tier. Yeah. To get more of our... To get more of uh, Luis mm-hmm. and them in, which, oh God, by the way, so again, much. stole the movie. Stole the fucking um, movie. Oh, my God. That scene. I know. I just want to watch that it. scene on loop. Oh, my God. And I love that they got Evangeline Lillian involved oh, yeah. in it. Because to see Every, oh God, Hope Van Dyne them. do it all was just like. All of them. So good. I just. It was oh, perfect. Man. I just wish we could have gotten uh, Hank Pym doing it. I know. Third movie, man. Third movie. I don't know that, uh, from what I understand, Michael, now this is pure rumor. I don't know if this is true or not, that Michael Douglas was very confused while filming Ant-Man and the Wasp because he never watched Infinity War. Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, he wouldn't have had a chance to watch it while they were filming, but like, I feel like somebody should have like given him the Cliff's Notes. Like I said, it's a theory. I don't know for sure. But then again, they're super tight-lipped, so People it might have been, you ain't in it, so you don't know what's happening. Well, you know, a lot of times that they don't, yeah. I mean, there's that, and they will only give you sides. Because I was, we were watching the behind-the-scenes the for Deadpool, yeah. and they would only give them sides, and they had to be read because you couldn't photocopy them, and you had to turn them back in, and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. actually, like, all they had to do was have them on the rooftop, and then the rest is CGI. They didn't have to tell them what they were doing. True. They didn't know. They probably didn't necessarily know they turned to dust until later. I mean, that's true. But yeah. Oh, okay. So God, there was a lot going on during fucking Infinity War. There was so much, and I, I know we were talking. I, I kind of want to. I know we were talking last night because we were watching behind the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, um, because it's out on the Blu-ray DVD and the everything on the everything's, um, about how. We probably really wouldn't be able to watch it again until right before four came. Yeah, out. I don't. But, it's not one that I want to see multiple no. times. And I'm like, ooh, let's roll around in Peter 
Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. No, let's let's just let's not. just not. Let's not do that. I'll be able to watch it multiple times once I've got the satisfaction of Avengers Four. Yeah, the conclusion. I'm of assuming it, yeah. that'll be satisfactory in some way. You're hoping. So. Don't fuck me over, Russos. Don't do it. I know you're listening. So yeah, so I like I, I was more forgiving with some of the plot and plot weirdities because I like the people involved mm-hmm. and I like the characters. I was I was a lot more forgiving than I probably should have been um, because there were some some things that just did not sit right with me. But I'm like, it's fun. <laughs> Hope is kicking ass. I mean, that was fun. It highlighted once again though my my prime struggle with the first ant-man movie which is like why the fuck do you care about scott lang when you have hope van dyne she's amazing i mean that's true so like you know but, but i'm really glad we got her the in a whole suit point of setting up ant-man and or the wasp anyway was to just tie them into uh infinity war anyway yeah yeah that was the whole reason they even created these movies because they were so necessary to the Avengers mainline plot, I guess. <laughs> I, don't I, think, I don't think they were that necessary, but whatever. I, th- I think, I think the, and we've talked about this off recording. Um, the fact that uh, Scott was left in the quantum realm. I think that's going to be a, a big Avengers. Oh yeah. It's going to be a thing. Shit. It's going to be a thing. So yeah. So yeah. Um, I would have preferred Janet because you know, Janet's the one who named the, freaking Avengers in the first place yeah and they're totally cutting her out of being one of the founding members then again they cut Hank out too yeah but Hank is an asshole well I know that I know that and deserve to be cut comic Hank Pym makes movie Hank Pym look like Mr. Rogers I mean that's true um so like I while I that sucks for for Janet I am glad that they at least took Hank out as well um, I mean, and they yeah. just, they, they gave this, the MCU Avengers have a completely different origin. Well, and they did update it so that it was Scott, not Hank as Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, but the, I, well, but then it's kind of confusing because the idea that Ant-Man and the Wasp existed before yes. the Avengers existed. Yes. But that also, well. Working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and doing shit and, but then yeah. again, Captain America existed before the Avengers. I mean, that's true. S.H.I.E.L.D. has a history of employing colorful folks to clean it shit up. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, everybody acts like superheroes are this new thing. And it's like, they're really not. And I get, I guess from a general public standpoint, sure. Because I'm sure it wasn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, fought some commies (laughs) again. Um, But like, S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of acts like they're new. Like Fury put together the Avengers Initiative like it was a big fucking secret new deal. Well, the Avengers initiative, making them team up like that, I think may have been a big deal where before they were just independent. Yeah. I mean, because you had Hank and Janet who were, it was a couple, but they were married. I mean, you can't, you don't have them like that. And then, um, like Steve Rogers was a person. Yeah. Um, they had all these individual secret fingers out there, but this was the Avengers. Yeah. A team. Yeah. So I think that may have been a new concept. Yeah. But, I mean, they had to update everything to modern times anyway, or else it's just, this was going to get old real fast. Yeah. So, Literally. so like, I, I'm with you, though. I would have liked to have Janet involved. Um, as a woman. Yeah. As a woman. And Where as an older woman, too. Like, yeah. 
I mean, we do not get a lot of older lady representation. That's why we were, again, we talked about it in Winter Soldier, and when we thought that the councilwoman was kicking all the ass, we I were super excited. so badly. And then it turned out to be Black Widow, which was fine, but, like, also, like, I would like a woman in her 50s, 60s to be kicking to ass. To kick some ass. I mean, yeah. Because it does happen. I mean, it, put Kate Blanchett in there, and, I mean, there, I mean, there's an old, but she's, of course, the older, older women are always the witches. Or they're portrayed as younger than they are. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was going to say Kate Blanchett, but also Hella. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, but, but villain. <laughs> older but villain. women. Older women. What was, I can't remember who the interview was with. And it was on, uh, it was, I can see her. Oh, who was it? Helen Mirren. who it was. Who? Helen Mirren, maybe? It might have been Helen Mirren. Uh, was on the, that BBC, so Gordon? BBC oh, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. I know Graham he, Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton. Graham Norton show. So and I knew she said going the, with that. The year she turned 40, she was offered no less than three roles as a witch. That wouldn't surprise me. And she was like, no. That I'm wouldn't not, surprise no, me I'm not doing it. I'm not going to fall into yeah. that stereotype. Because once women pass a certain age, we're useless. Yeah. And film. You're not sexual fodder, so right. you must be like the villain in some way. Yeah. So, But so like at least we got Janet in this movie a little bit. Although I would, I have a very, very important question for you, Janya. Oh, yes. Where did she get mascara in the quantum realm? I don't know. Because her. She's a very resourceful woman. She's were a, on fucking point. She's a scientist. Oh, my God. She's a scientist. Don't. She probably. She, like, came made up. herself an outfit. Oh, yeah. She apparently has a loom somewhere. Yeah, because, like, she's got. And it was a cool outfit, but I was also, like. It was a very like um, Ray from from Star Wars kind of scavenger outfit. Yeah, which was fine, and I thought it was cool, but I was also like, wait a minute. So yeah, there's a CVS there apparently, and they've got they've got mascara and clothing. So there's that. Yeah. Um, But that's the kind of stuff that I can hand wave because Janet's really cool, and I want more of her. Um, Also, I kind of don't like the trope of oh yeah, he's an asshole. But, like, I love him. Yeah. Because everybody, like, over the fir- over the course of these two movies, everybody has reminded Hank us Pym's an that asshole. Hank Pym is an asshole. Yeah. And he canonically is even a worse asshole. He really is. Um, But, like... He was nothing in these movies. It just makes me mad really because is. I'm just like, Janet, you're not one better than that, boo. Well, they actually got divorced. So. Yeah, because he fucking hit her. Which, you know, not smart, buddy. No. She's friends with superheroes, and she is a fucking superhero. Yes, she is. So, yeah, like that. So, I'm hoping that we get more. I, I hope that they're not going to tragically kill Janet, either in Avengers 4 or the beginning of the next Ant-Man we movie. We just got her back. Because we just got her back. Um, and I think she could be a really cool addition to the MCU that we kind of don't have. It's like Pepper. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is at that age that, like, we can kind of hand wave her real age yeah and it's like no she's still pretty so like we want to bang her so it's okay yeah and it's just it's squicky so like to have somebody that is janet's age that's actually playing janet's age is really nice and i want to see her kick all the asses fun fact and i think this is in my trivia somewhere so i may repeat myself later but the um the woman who plays young young janet uh, Haley Lovett. Okay. Uh, she was actually cast to play young Janet. She was young Janet in uh, the first one. Oh, okay. Same actress. 
and she was cast to play uh, young Janet because she had those big Michelle Pfeiffer eyes. Okay. They had not cast Michelle Pfeiffer at that point. Uh, I bet she was on their list, though. Oh, yeah, she was on the short list. She was their dream... Janet, yeah, I that's bet. why they cast uh, Haley Lovett. Oh, okay. So interesting. Yeah, but they had not. They uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was not on board at that point. Okay, they were just really hoping. Yeah, yeah. And the sad thing is, unless they have more money than you know, and and I'm not saying Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't, but unless it's to the point where I literally don't have to work, so fuck you. Mm-hmm. Women of that age generally take a lot of the roles they're given. Yeah. That's why whoever you heard interviewed must have been in a very nice financial I, no, position. Said, I think it was Helen Mirren. That sounds like something. Because she's been sounds very... Sounds like something she'd say. She's been very vocal about it. Yes. And like, um, you know, way, she was you probably like... If you haven't seen her in Red 2... Oh, my God. <gasps> <or> Winchester. <sighs> yeah, she was awesome. She was awesome in Winchester. Also kind of a witch. Kind of. Kind of that older but, spooky... But the Winchester story is, like, of legend. Yes, yes. That's a legend. But, like, Michelle Pfeiffer might not have had a lot of choice to pick this. Hopefully she did this. I think she read the script and was like, no, yeah. Yeah, because because Janet uh, Van Dyme is a kick-ass woman. She is. She is. And, God, I remember remember Michelle Pfeiffer from Catwoman. Yeah. Being a little kid and being like, this is really sexual, but she's also, like, kicking dude's ass. So, like, I'm here for this. <laughs> like, I didn't like that she was, like, licking. I think it was, like, Christopher Walken or somebody. But, like, also, she's kicking ass. I mean, yeah. So this is cool. So, yeah. I, I it, was good to, it was good to get her in the MCU. I'm super excited. Please do not kill her off. Kill off Hank. I'm cool with that. Please kill off Hank. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean what? Although Michael Douglas probably makes him as likable as Hank Pym could be. I mean, you're not wrong. Because Hank Pym, I I walked into the the first Ant-Man movie going like, he's an asshole. We don't like him. Yeah. So. Um, So do we want to do the cast since we're kind of doing the cast? Yeah, we may as well because otherwise we'll never actually get back on task. Yeah. Um, So again, uh, so we'll just start back at the beginning. Okay. Because uh, this is apparently how we do things. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd. Scotty Lang. As Scott Lang. My boo. Um, is he? I, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's got a, he, I think he's, um, he's got really good uh, comedic timing, um, which I think you need from Ant-Man. Because they were going with Ant-Man to be kind of more on the Guardian side of the MCU to be like a little lighter, funnier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I love how he is with Cassie. Um, and, uh, the, 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 at Paul Rudd with, uh, I can't remember her name now with the, the girl who plays Cassie. They're so good together. Abby. Yeah. They're so good together. Yeah. And, and also I loved the gratuitous shirtless scene we got of him in the fucking bath. Um, Caitlin always talks about the female gaze when it comes to these, uh, yes. shirtless scenes. And that was like right up there. It was like him being soft in the bath and it was like, oh my God, this is my lady kink. Um, but like, <laughs> I really like Paul Rudd. I think, I think he's, he's adorable. He's funny. Um, he can play Ernest really well. Um, I also feel like this, the, the, one of the themes of this movie that kind of pissed me off from multiple characters was 
um, whatever, Scott, we've got shit going on. I don't care about the fact that your house arrest is over in three days. Like, could we not have postponed this? Just, just a few more days. No, they couldn't. And I, and I get it when once things had started to go into motion that they couldn't. Um, but a lot of that was perpetuated by Hope and Hank. And I thought they were very blase about like Scott's predicament. Cause it's more than just him. He, he wants to be free for Cassie. You're right. And I think they got there at the end, but at the beginning I was just kind of pissed. You're right, but um, I think they were blinded by trying to find Janet. Which I get that, but like uh, the urgency, because no, she... No, no, I get it. Because she brought the urgency in when she... God, and, and Scott being Janet was amazing. Um, yes, he was. So like... They brought in the urgency later when it was like, you only have a small window to get me, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But I didn't feel the urgency at the be- beginning enough to jeopardize his freedom. I don't, I think, I think they were blinded. I think they yeah. had blinders on and all they cared about, the only thing they cared about, they've spent the last two or, was it two or three years yeah. um, in hiding because of Scott. Why should they care? Yeah, which also because I, he's the reason they're in hiding. I kind of have a problem with fucking all the justice agencies for taking it out on them for having the the technology that Shield knew about from the get go. I know Shield knew Ant Man existed. Okay, like decades right. ago, and then Scott takes it out, and okay. they're like, "Wait a minute, you built this shit? You're in trouble too." But plot, I know <sighs> that frustrated me. I was like, "Y'all shouldn't be in hiding." Y'all shouldn't have to be. But yeah. But if they had come forward in the first place and said, we're innocent in all of this, instead of running off into hiding. Yeah. They kind of shot themselves in the foot with that, though. Yeah. But I do agree with with uh, Hope's assessment. Scott wouldn't have gotten caught. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I don't think any wrong. of them would have gotten so, caught. So I, I, don't, I don't think they saw any reason to care. Yeah. When they kidnapped him, which is literally what they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they saw any reason to care. All they cared about was finding Janet. Which kind of disappointed me. And it was his fault. I mean, like, because, yes, it was his fault, but, like, I kind of side with Scott on when Captain America fucking shows up and is like... You mean Cap? Cap. We call him Cap. We call him Cap. Um, When he taps you in, like, what do you do? Like, hold on, I gotta call my girlfriend. Like... You fucking well, go. They could have used all the help. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's, at the time anyway. So yeah. why not? Yeah. So uh, so I tend to err on the side of my baby Scott. But also, like... I just don't care about him. He's like the best dad, care. though. He did that elaborate thing for Cassie. And, like, it was really cute. And, like, I, I love how weird she is, too, If he was a good him. dad, he wouldn't have become a criminal in the first place. Yeah, pish posh. <laughs> just saying but like i love how weird she is and we saw it in the first film too with that weird like uh diseased bunny he gets her um she loves it and like i love that neither of her parents her mom doesn't either neither does paxton nobody seems content to try to change cassie because at one no. point she's wearing a tutu and like camouflage I mean that's true. They do let and her, like they and let that's, her. That's that's all the parents. That's not just Scott. Yeah, that's, that's all Paxton. Three. That's 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 his. all three of the parents. Yeah. So like I I always really kudos to them for for letting her be kind of a little weirdo, 
um, because it's great. Because she gives them the fucking, like, best grandma trophy. That was hilarious. Which was great. And, like, he embraced it. And so I, I just I just thought that was great. I really like Scott. Obviously. Yeah. I really don't. I know. And that's cool. I don't care about him. Yeah. He has, he has done nothing to warrant my affection. affection. That's fine. I mean, because if he, if he See, really cared about her, he wouldn't have gotten himself tangled up in all this criminal yeah. activity in the first place. Yeah, but I, you could kind of say the same for uh, Hawkeye, too. Hawkeye? He got involved in Civil War, and he had kids. He was involved before Civil War, Yeah, though. but, like, you know, whatever. I did love him. And you're so, yeah. going to protect him to your dying day. Yes. That's not going to make me like him. Uh, that's okay. Okay. You can you can feel the way you feel. I'll allow it. I'll allow your feelings to be considered valid this one time. Okay. <laughs> Which I is just, so magnanimous of me. I just don't. So, yeah. Um, so, you want to move on to Hope? Yeah. Uh, who continues who to be perfect in every way. Although she kidnapped Scott and couldn't have waited a couple of days. You can't have it both ways. I blame, I blame Hank for that. But she's the one who did it. Hank didn't do it. Listen, I blame Hank for She went and did that. it. No, no, you cannot blame Hank. Hope is perfect. For Hope's actions. Okay, Hope's a little emotionally stunted, just a tad. But other than that, she's perfect. And also, she <laughs> kicks all the ass. She's also a character that never actually existed. But whatever. Yeah. We'll get there. Which drives me um, crazy. What do you mean, we'll get there? We'll get there when we get to the comic-y part, right? We are, we're doing both. Oh, well, do, do it then. Hit me with it. Hope Van Dyne doesn't exist in the comics. Oh, there's nothing there new. There is from, no Hope Van Dyne. No, but there's nothing new from like, because we no, went over this not in the really. first No, there's really not. Okay, cool. Um, cool. But Hope Van Dyne doesn't exist. Eventually, Lily, I, I adore her, and I was just really happy to get to see her being more action-y, because like, she's so cool. Um, I've liked her since Lost, um, and she really, I, I love how she just like walked into the restaurant, and she's like, all right, I got to do this. And then she just gets her suit on and she just starts kicking ass. And it's just like another day at the, you know, at work. She's great. And one of my favorite things, and they kept showing it in the, in the trailers was Scott being like, so you didn't have wings and blasters when, when you were building my suit. And Hank was like, no, I did. Because he didn't trust Scott. Looks at daughter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they made her... Uh, Different. Her suit... Yeah. Uh, ...non-sexualized. It was an actual full-body suit, just like uh, Scott's was. Yeah. Uh, which I think Evangeline insisted on. Yeah. But... Uh, I really like Evangeline from what I've seen of her in interviews and stuff. Like, she's she's very vocal about that kind of thing, and I like that. Yeah, she... All, and when she was uh, cast on to play... Uh, what's her name in... Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, she did not realize. <laughs> Lady that, love interest. She did not realize that that role was going to go the way it did. And she has yeah. been very vocal about yeah. resenting that. But uh, but yeah, uh, Hope Van Dyne doesn't exist. There's Hope Pym. Right. And then there's Nadia Van Dyne, who are two totally different characters. Nadia is not Hank's, right? She's, no. She's Janet's. She's actually Janet's else's. stepdaughter. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, so they kind of squished the two together, but Hope Pym was as, probably as much as a bitch as Hank Pym was an asshole. Well, that makes sense. So she, uh, her, she became the Red Queen. She was a member of the Revengers. Gross. Yes. Gross. The Revengers. The Revengers. Jesus. Yeah. 
So, um, but they didn't they bring out the Revengers and uh, didn't they mention uh, Ragnarok? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, um, yeah. But everywhere you look, um, Evangeline Lilly portrays the character Hope Van Dyne. If you go and look up Hope Pin, you're going to see Hope Van Dyne. But yeah, they just really she's not one and the same. No, they're not the same character at all. And the you, you read the story of who uh, the Red Queen was as Hope Pym. She wasn't. Uh, just it was a completely different character. I will say, Scotty better fucking hope she doesn't turn villain. Yeah. Because she'll kill everyone. Everyone. Uh, I mean, here's this. When they ambushed Anex, Hope set about to torture Cassandra Lang. Oh, God. I don't like that. Feeling that she's the Avengers' rightful heir, Hope was finally stopped when Henry, which would be uh, her Hank. dad, uh, prevented her from initiating the mansion self-destruct sequence that would have killed them both. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she was so not she's exactly, terrible. Yeah, she was a terrible person. Much like her dad. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I just wish there was, she was more involved in the story. I do too. But. I do, I do like. To the, be a t- t- titler, to, her name's in the titular, title. Yeah. And she, I don't feel like they used her as much as they should. They have. used her more than the previous movie because that's what kind of pissed me off. I was like, you yes. fucking wasted her because she's Evangeline Lilly and she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a little bit more of her emotional core in this. She wasn't just the closed off business lady like she kind of was in the first one. We got a little bit more of like mm-hmm. she's deeply scarred from the fact that her mom disappeared um i didn't get that i got some of it but i didn't get as much as i I want hope to be a little bit more of a person no i i i saw her very much as very robotic yeah uh that her emotions were completely closed off yeah uh for the majority of the movie she didn't she gave no shits about scott's predicament that's the thing i I really kind of wish scott would have called her on that shit and been like okay you want to put cassie in the same position you were put in but and that's exactly what she did. So that's I mean I how is I that okay? Yeah, I I don't think that she was being very emotional at all. I think she was all business and she had one focus and all she cared about was getting her mother out. Damn the consequences! I think we got it a little, especially when we got Janet back. We saw her. Okay, yeah. With once she Janet. got her mom back, yeah. But like, I, yeah, I'm with you. I would have preferred, you know. I don't feel like she, yeah. I think she was very standoffish. She didn't care about anything. Yeah. Um. Other than. Seeing this through to the end. And that kind of bothered me. Yeah. So. I feel like, I feel like they wrote Hope as the stereotypical strong female character. But didn't put like a lot more thought into that other than she kicks a lot of ass. Which is great. But also like, I need some depth. Well, and they didn't get, well, that's the thing. They didn't give her any depth um, to feel until her mom shows up and then once her mom's there then okay now i can kiss scott again yeah i can be a woman yeah because you can kick ass and still have feelings yeah you can have both believe it or not um i mean it's not portrayed very often but you know you can it's really not so so. yeah oh who's next on your list uh according to the cast list is uh luis <gasps> i love him who, so much as we know is not a canon character he's completely created for the movie so well i gotta i gotta hand it to the screenwriters on him because he's perfect and i just love him so much he they didn't have to they they didn't have to bring him back to this movie no 
but yet they had to bring him back to this movie. But I like one of the one of my favorite bits of him was in the very beginning when he was like, he was like, yeah, no, I'm better. Like my heart was like pounding really fast, like faster than it should have been. But no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I think it was stress related. And you're just like, Baby. oh, I know. Everything about him in this movie was perfect. You okay? You want a perfect character, Luis? Luis, yeah. I mean, that's Luis is 100% perfect human being and like, I and love, must be protected. I love that they showed like he actually like he cares so much about this business. He's like, no, yeah. we can't, we can't have, we can't have cake. Well, and he was trying to protect his guys, his guys, mm-hmm. ex-con though. Ex-con. Really? Jeez. Ex-con is the name. <laughs> uh, Which is, oh, hold on. I love it though. And God, his sequences. Because Scott Lang did have, I think he did have a security company. I mean, it happens. A lot of them do it. Look at. Uh, By the way, Scott Lang also dated uh, Jessica Jones. Mm, Lucky bitch. And by lucky bitch, I mean Scott Lang is lucky I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to look I at would, you funny. I don't know that I would call Jessica Jones a bitch, at least to her face. Not to her face. She would hurt me. But I mean it in the best way. I love her. I think you're right, because I think you mentioned that in the first. Batman Security Solutions. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Even though Scott's business was shut down, having forged a new relationship with both Cassie and Peggy allowed him to have a new lease on life. So, yeah. It cool. was a thing. So, I mean, cool, that's kind of cool, cool. Cool, cool. So, they kind of tied that in a little bit. Um Louis, I mean, I'm telling you, that one thing where they gave him the truth serum, that one scene alone, I could literally just watch it on loop. To see so Paul Rudd, funny. to see Evangeline Lilly just... It was so funny. Talk with his... Inf- his act. rhythm let me, and Let me his... change act, act with his inflections yes. and rhythm. Yes. And I'm like, did you snort some cocaine before you shot that? Because... It's funny, though, because, wow. like... It was such a big hit in the first movie. Yeah. We were all waiting for it. Oh, yeah. We knew that we knew the joke mm-hmm. of, oh, okay, and now they're going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was still good. It was still so good. And I'm just, so like, kudos to them for, for making that. Oh, yeah. Giving us what we wanted and yet not making it completely repetitive to the point of, oh, I didn't need to see this again because it wasn't that good. But I did need to see it again. Absolutely. It's perfect. So much. I'm trying to not flip pages on the microphone. Okay. You have a, once again, Janya has a binder for all her I do. nerdly research because she's a giant dork. I'm trying to find. And I mean that with love. I know you do, honey. It's fine. Okay. Um, we're going to skip a char- character too because okay. my character list does not match my binder. Okay. Johnny <sighs> Woo. Yeah. No, no, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. Woo. I always, I kind of want to keep trying to call him Johnny. Jimmy, uh, James Jimmy Woo, is an actual canon character. Ooh, ooh. Uh, his first appearance was in Yellow Claw number one in October 1956. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes way back into the day. Um, he was a uh, first resurf uh, Yellow Claw first resurfaced in the 1950s. He was one of the first. I mean, he and he was Asian. Well, that's uh, in the I'm comics. Assuming the uh, yellow reference, which not great, not great, Marvel, not great. Well, I mean, he wasn't the Yellow Claw though. Oh, I think that's Yellow good. Claw was the bad guy. Um, 
and all of that. But they they retconned him. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's the yellow cloth. Oh yeah. Cover Asian dude, and that's I think that's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, but the bad guys. Oh, that's not. Oh, good. oh yeah. I know. I'm not saying it was good. Super racist. Super racist. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take points for that, Marvel. Of course. It was oh, you want to get into racist? Wait till we start talking about Bill Foster. Okay. Uh it just keeps getting, getting worse. Better. Uh, but he's retconned as being a part of uh, Shield. MCU um, Shield. MCU Shield. Uh, Where do we get that reference from, Janya? That would actually be season two, episode four of Agents of Shield, <coughs> titled "Face My Enemy." Uh, we see May's phone. We see her contact list, and Jimmy Woo is listed right below Black Widow. Oh my god! All it is is a screenshot. So great, and that's that's the great part. Like back then, it was probably just like, oh, we took a canon character and we put it in May's phone. But, like, the fact that he, it circled back around and they actually put him physically in the MCU was really cool. But he, in the comics, he was also in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he uh, Wu joined Nick Fury's S.H.I.E.L.D. organization. During this time with S.H.I.E.L.D., he fought alongside Fury and Captain America, battling what appeared to be a revived Yellow Claw. Uh, so let me ask you something. Okay. He was FBI in this movie. Yes, he did. Do we think he, he was ex-S.H.I.E.L.D.? He did become FBI. In the Wait, what? Because in the movie he was FBI, but we know that like when Shield fell, a lot of like Sharon Carter went to other agencies. Yeah, I think I think he started out as Shield and, and moved to FBI. Yeah, that's what I would that's what I would guess. Um, he had a he had a pretty he had a supervisory position. Yeah. So, but I yeah. and I really like that actor. I think Randall Park is great. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury's intel classifies him as power level two. Okay. As a normal human. Oh, okay. His special abilities? None. Level three interrogator. Oh, my God. Is uh, he, though? Is he? There's a note here that he was a level agent, level eight agent. Oh, wow. Okay, so he was he was up there. He was not. Uh, so he's like Phil Coulson's level. Yeah, yeah. Just not, just in a different area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, God. What? Yellow Claw series about the communist supervillain who was basically a thinly veiled take on Fu Manchu. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marvel. You've so, gotten better, but... Mm. Yeah. But I just thought it was exciting that he... I was like, oh, they just... Of course, I'm not going to find anything on this character. Excuse me? Yeah. That was great. He actually is canon. Um, okay. I got to back up. Okay. We kind of already talked about Janet. So that's Jimmy. That's Jimmy. That's Jimmy. Ghost. Yes. Also known as Ava, portrayed by Hannah. Oh, uh, Jimmy Woo was played by Randall Park. Uh, did we say that? I said that, yeah. Okay, you did. Okay. Uh, Hannah John Kamen uh, who plays Ghost. I, when I saw her in the trailers, I said, I know that, I know that face. Mm-hmm. And so I looked her up, and she was the, in, in um, Force Awakens, she was the lady uh, with, I guess he was kind of like a Jabba character. He was that really big alien, mm-hmm. and she was the one that was like radioing the the First Order. Yeah, that, they did a the whole book about found. her. They they released a book about that character. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, so that was, I knew she was in Force Awakens. I just didn't know which character she yeah, was. Yeah, that's who she She's was. It's like in a, almost a Harlequin type yes. outfit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She was very, so that was for her. me, she was very visually uh, remembering. Because as soon as I saw her face, I was like, I know that, I know that lady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 
I really, I really liked her. I thought she did a good job with what she was given. Um, it was kind of weird that she was in pigtails most of the movie, but like at least they were scraggly ass weird pigtails. I kind of like, but her hair was up. Yes, but her hair was up yes. and it wasn't perfect. It was messy. That's true. That so she I looked, did like that. She looked strung out like she was. She was strung struggling. Out. Um. So yeah, they they took a very beautiful woman, but they didn't make her stay perfect which was yes nice. she was they didn't keep her classically yes her hair yes she, like her, well i don't know her makeup was pretty well done um yeah they're not gonna make like her ugly but um, no i mean but i mean no i mean like traditional type makeup yes like um janet van dyne had on makeup yeah. even the scraggly she was she still had makeup yeah um the best part about this character to me is uh the character of ghost who first appear is a iron man 219 in June of 1987, so relatively a newer character. Okay. Traditionally an Iron Man, bad, quote-unquote, bad guy, villain. Uh-huh. Um, traditionally male. Although nobody knows who Ghost is. Ghost really is. Okay, so uh, we haven't really gotten more, a, an origin for Ghost in the comics. Well, there's no, there's an origin. It's just not who... Uh, the man who would be known as the Ghost was once a promising data engineer for a major computer corporation they there's just he's got an alias of, of john morley but n- no word not on real who name. that is there's no real name okay that i could find um but he was a person he just became this ghost um they made you feel bad for her because and they like, did this well was, this was not her doing this was even like, oh yeah the, the the mcu ava yeah i mean pulled her, the heartstrings her dad was was I mean, to hear her side of it, her dad was wronged, um, and then he got reckless. Oh, we'll we'll get to Elias Star. Yeah, but like, it was not her fault that she ended. No, up... No, as absolutely was and not. And then Shield turned her into a weapon, and so her kind of like moral ambiguity with like, well, let's just go after Cassie, and mm-hmm. Bill had to be like, oh, slow your roll there, Ghost. Um, like Shield's to blame for that. Shield's the one that let her, Mm -hmm. like, murder for them. And, you know, so... Um, It states here, it says she's only considered a villain because her attempts at survival clash with the hero's goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The character is traditionally portrayed as male in the comics, but the creative team believed that the character's gender was irrelevant to its portrayal. That's awesome. And felt casting a woman would be more interesting. Uh, John Kamen enjoyed this blank slate aspect allowing her to mold the character as her own uh producer steven broussard said that they wanted to cast a lesser known actress to help maintain the mystery of the character and uh john came and blew us away yeah i thought she did it she did a really oh, good yeah, job she was excellent i think takeaway she's my favorite new character yeah i think so too um and i really kind of hope to see her in avengers Four. Even if even if we don't see her in Avengers four, I would like to see her more in the Ant Man movies. If there's another Ant Man movie, yeah, but she could pop up anywhere in the MCU, really. Yeah, now that she's somewhat stabilized, yeah, um, she's not dumb. She's really no. smart. She's yeah. trained not just you know fighting, but I mean she's been under Bill Foster's tutelage mm-hmm. since she was a child, and she had to learn enough about her condition, which. To learn about that, yeah, you had she to learn was about running those computers just as much as anybody was. Yeah, yeah. she was so, doing it her own, so she's smart. She ain't dumb. No, she's very, very smart. Um, but that brings us to William Foster, yeah, aka Black Goliath. 
super racist. Was he black in the comic? Oh yeah. And we called him black a lot. Oh yeah. Marvel, why? Why? Oh yeah. Oh he, wait, I know why. Racism. Racism. Uh, he, he, <laughs> oh he, yeah. His first appearance was in Avengers number thirty-two in September of nineteen sixty-six as Bill Foster as Black Goliath. He didn't. He didn't appear as Black Goliath until nineteen seventy-five. Because wasn't Pim Goliath at one point? Yes. So we differentiated between the two by putting black in front of it. Oh yeah, that's fine because that's, that's fine. completely not that's absolutely at all racist. fine. Jeez. Um, he was, in fact, Hank Pym's lab assistant. Okay. The first giant man. Uh, okay. Hank Pym's giant man. Uh, when unstable growing serum trapped him at the height of 10 feet, Dr. Foster helped him find a cure. So, yeah, there's all that. Uh, during Here's a little tidbit. During Civil War, Foster was a member of Captain America's anti-registration team. Okay. Um, he also died. He was killed by the clone of Thor. I know. Yeah. Just read the comics. It's It's weird. <laughs> At least it wasn't it's really weird. Thor is a frog. It was just, well, I mean, there's that too. That's a real thing. I know. Um, but uh, when he died, he was in his giant state and they could not shrink him back down. So That's they awkward. had to bury him as a giant. Uh, Tony Stark paying for the 38 burial plots required to accommodate him. Jeebus. Wow. Uh, said the, his, de- his death affected the balance of forces in the war, leading several previously pro-registration or neutrals to switch sides. Okay. Notably, Invisible Woman, Human Torch, Black Panther, Storm, Spider-Man, and many others. Okay. I, I really like Lawrence Fishburne, too. So, like, anything you can put oh, him in, he's, I'm happy. Uh, he's, he's been after the MCU to put him in something Good. for a while. That's awesome. He's been like, hey... I, I will can play. I, what can I play? Where Where do you... And this is where yeah. they found him. That's um, awesome. His son... Yes. Langston Fishburne portrays the younger Bill. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, so that was pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah. Although he really doesn't have any direct connection with Ghost. Uh, in the comics, it was... They found some way to, to bring them all in. Yeah. They didn't have to bring in Bill Foster... Um, into the film, but, but connecting him the way that they did was, he was almost, okay, try this on for size. Uh-oh. Bill Foster is an anti-villain, not an anti-hero. An anti-villain. An anti-villain. He really wanted to do good. He did. He wanted, and he felt, I think <clears throat> he, because he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time, mm-hmm. when he found Ava in the orphanage mm-hmm. and discovered her condition, and he had also worked with Hank, who had worked yes. with Star. Like, yes. I think he felt a great deal of guilt for bringing her onto the S.H.I.E.L.D. radar, which mm-hmm. in turn weaponized her. Yep. Um, so I think he felt a lot of guilt in that, in, in that, and he wanted to help Ava so badly. And that was one, like I said, that was one of the nice things about this set of quote-unquote villains is they weren't out to rule the world. They weren't out to make a bunch of money. She just wanted to live. She wanted to live, and he desperately wanted to help her. Yeah. And he became like a father figure to her, and like, so it, it was. It was a lot more emotional than yeah, that side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree that the villain side of this was you could almost side with them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really, and I kind of wanted to side. Yeah. Uh, especially because Hank's an asshole. Yeah. And everywhere you turn, people bitching about what kind of a jerk he is. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that, I kind of like 
the term of anti-villain. anti-villain. In, in the yeah. end, he finally said, no, I'm not taking he put this, his foot down. Yeah. I'm not going any further with this. But he was following her down that path that mm-hmm. he wanted to do right. Yeah. But he was going down a bad path. Yeah. So, whereas, you know, an uh, anti-hero is, you know, somebody who's, oh, I'm terrible. I'm going to do these bad things. And yet, no. Yeah. I'm going to be a good guy. And that's your very specific kink. It it really kind of is. I mean, it really is. Uh, so, yeah, so Civil War, that was Civil War number four. He died in Civil War number four, October 2006. Because Civil War is, you know, relatively recent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the death of Bill Foster was predicted by Deadpool. I just wanted to throw that out there oh, because God, Deadpool. Of course it was. Because Deadpool. Oh, my baby. Uh, okay, here we go. Sonny Birch. Okay. Who was played by Walton Goggins. Yep. I I feel like he was wasted. Yeah, I do too. The actor. The actor. The actor yeah, was the wasted. Actors, the, the actor's great. Was just, it was yeah. not his fault. Um, and... I'm with you. Like, I think I would kind of forgive some of this if he turns out to be important later. But see that that would be the only way I could forgive his appearance. And yes, yeah. to be so throwaway. Yeah. And he was bum like for for all this. Oh, I work for powerful people. Like he was kind of bumbling and he had these hench people and like the I mean, the whole like scramble for the for the office. It was just kind of like, Neh. OK, but. Uh, in canon, he didn't, he's relatively new in canon. He didn't show up until Iron Man Volume 3, number 73, 2003. Wow, okay. He's very, very recent. very recent. Very recent. Um, he actually worked, he was a chairman of Cross Technologies. Okay. Oh, Cross from, uh, the first Ant-Man. Cross Technologies. Um, an advanced weapons designer from, which was once affiliated with Obadiah Stane. Jeez, we're hitting all the bad guy, mm-hmm. all bad guy tech guys. So when he talks about powerful people, I mean that's kind of where he's coming Didn't from. Didn't you mention Hammer earlier? I too? think I was mistaken. Oh no, uh, I think that was somebody else. One of the involved. other evil weapons designers. Yeah, in the MCU. <laughs> I think I meant Cross. I would, I would love to see because I get, again. I get Cross Technologies, Obadiah Stane, and Hammer confused, kind of confused because it's all Iron Man. Yeah, and they're the same. Opposite person, basically. Opposite tech. <laughs> yeah. The opposite of Stark Industries. Yeah. Uh, I would see. love to see Justin Hammer again. He was ridiculous and stupid, but I really like Sam Rockwell. And he was just like so the anti-Tony Stark. He, like, he was like, no, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm dumb oh, and yeah. I wear dumb glasses, but I'm stupid as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You're welcome. Uh, okay, so that's... That covers, I mean, we kind of touched on Janet Van Dyne, yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I thought what little we saw of Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer in this, she was excellent. Oh, I did too. I did too. Um, and I think, I Do want, not waste her. I want to see her and Scott just having dinner together. Yeah, Because they have that, they, they have a connection now. Well, they I love have, it when he, when she's, uh, one of them said something like, nice to meet you. And then it was like, oh, no, wait, we've already we've met. We've already met. And it's like, oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you already have future mom-in-law's approval here, because so you you got an end. This is the thing. He doesn't parallel Hank. He parallels Janet. 
If you right? look at it, because well, okay, Hope is the driven Hope asshole. Is, Hope is the, the like baby Hank. Hank. Yeah. And he's a lot he's more like Janet. Janet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's the, he is, he's the emotional side, which is mm-hmm. the more traditional female character. Yeah. They've, you're right. They have absolutely role reversed those mm-hmm. two. So like in that respect, it's nice, um, to see Scott take on more of a role that's been traditionally feminine, but that does kind of suck because it's like, that doesn't mean that hope is any less developed as a person or should be. Why? And why can't we have a balance all yeah. around? Yeah. You can. Yeah. But, but yeah. So like, I feel like her and her and Scotty, like they get along. Oh yeah. They've, they've got yeah. a, they got a thing and I don't. Not like that. Thing like that. Yeah. But, not mean, a sexual a, thing. A connection. A so. connection. Um, the only character We're that. connected. <laughs> The barrier. The barrier. Protect the barrier. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Now, see, all they need to do is call the Ghostbusters, and Ghost would have been taken go. care it's of fine. a long time ago. It's I'm fine. just going to put that out there. Um, so the only other character we really have to talk about is Elias Starr, who portrayed um, Ava's dad as also a canon character. Well, Elias Starr didn't portray him. That's the, that's the character name. The Professor Pig dude portrayed him. Michael Cerveris. Yeah, that one. So he was Professor Pig on Gotham. Yeah, he um, he was another. He would oh, scroll down, scroll down. Where does he go? Um, Tales to Astonish number thirty-eight from December nineteen sixty-two. Oh wow, he goes uh, back. Yeah, he does go back. You can you can almost tell by the ridiculousness of the name how far back they go. Oh yeah, uh, start with two R's. He was Egghead. 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 Jesus. He was a traditional Ant-Man um, villain. <laughs> to prove his skill, the crime lords wanted Star to defeat the original Ant-Man. Star developed a device to communicate and control ants, and then competed with Ant-Man for the loyalty of insects. Jesus. <laughs> oh, a uh, moment of silence for Ant, Antonio Banderas. <sighs> Another one. I feel more sorry for the ant that has to sit in the house and just be I know Scott, be Lang Scott forever. Oh my god. Forever. For as far as long as far as we know, he's still there. Yeah. Just just going through the motions. Yep. Because nobody's there to turn him off. No. It made me sad. So yeah. But uh so Elias Starr was a villain. Yeah, I mean he was just an Ant Man villain. Um like, okay, see, that's the thing. There's a lot of Hank being like, oh, I was an asshole for a reason because what was, what was, what did he say in this movie? Like, Elias was selling, uh, selling information to their enemies or whatever. Yeah, which, I mean, and it's and, like, but he never actually worked for Hank Pym. You in the could, comics, he just, yeah, it's like, dude, you could still, like, be against that and not be a fucking asshole to everybody. Oh, he's also affiliated with Cross Technology, by the way. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, I felt, I felt shitty for Ghost because it's like she idolized her dad and she saw her dad as the victim. Well, yeah, of course she's going to put her dad up on this big high pedestal. Right. And it's like his fucking fault that like he was the one that was continuing his experiments at some dodgy warehouse where his wife and child were right nearby. That's just irresponsible. Yeah. And so like it was, it was his fault, but also like we, we didn't, 
But we that's his fault, not her fault. Yeah, but we didn't hear much of Hank's side other than, oh, well, I was completely justified. No, we now. really didn't. And we we didn't really get the full story between him and Bill Foster either. Yeah. We keep hearing how much of a jerk he is, how much of a jerk yeah. he is. And, but when Janet comes back and, oh, no, 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 she's in, uh, she's talking through Scott. Yes. And they have, oh, look at us, our first argument, and it's over just like that. Yeah. Because she could defuse him. Yeah. I don't, I don't like characters like that um it's like so you have the capability of not so, being an asshole yeah and it's tropey choose to be and it's tropey it's trope tropey that it's the the spouse yeah can that like, can do oh, it honey, stop being a dick so it's like she knew the real him yeah but they're trying to not portray him as the terrible human being that he was in the comics because yeah, he could be worse and i get that yeah but why can't we have a character who's just a straight up asshole? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel bad. Oh, for I'm Janet. sorry. That's Loki. Listen, <laughs> listen. I just said it. For You're the not. Re- wrong. I just said it. <laughs> See, I knew I wasn't. I still I just love said him. it for the reaction. Um, hey, in the end, I know he can still come back. He it's could fine. still come back. Um. So, like, I, I, I just end up feeling bad for Janet because I feel like is she really? The only one that can work with him, or is she just the one that will apologize for him and keep working with him? Despite well, we don't the fact. know. So, like, we don't have that backstory. They're yeah. not giving that to us, and I don't expect to get it. But I did like that he gave her their house on some beach somewhere. Okay, that was precious. That was adorable. I need that. I that, and that was a gorgeous house, by the way. Yeah. Um. Also, they were there, and they came back. On the rooftop to do the thing with the quantum business. Well, they had business. to have a second honeymoon first. I guess. They had to get reacquainted. Yeah. Even old people have needs. What? Yes. What? Have we met? <laughs> I say this as a 70-year-old woman who has to go to bed at like <laughs> 9 o'clock. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much covers our characters because uh, mom... Was an, is a non-character. She, yeah, she, she just, was. She was just. Her although and Paxton I, were I, in it very little. I do appreciate that not only did they gender bend the ghost character, and then they made her a woman of color, but they yeah. also made the character canonically biracial. Biracial. Yeah, and that just gave me so many feely fuzzies. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. It's canon. Yeah, that was MCU nice. canon. That was nice. Um, which gave me all kinds of yay tinglies. Yeah. Because when I saw it on screen and, and she's and you calling. saw the mom and you saw the dad. This yeah. is mom. This is dad. And, and like, oh the child God. is obviously. Non- okay. I take that back. Not obviously. That was terrible of me. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Um, appeared, appeared to have possibly have been of biracial. Yeah. Ancestry. Yeah. Um, which is great because these people exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and needs it's like representation. We've talked about representation. It's it's very and, important. Again, not a main character, but it's a step forward. Yeah, it's not. So. It's not the solution, but it's better it's, than it. We're has getting been. better. Yeah, yeah. And the and Marvel is casting more female characters. They're becoming more diversified. Mm-hmm. They've seen the air of their Kicking ways. and screaming in some cases. That's but true. But they're getting changes there. are happening. Yeah, yeah. They're getting there, um, and that's also a Hollywood issue. But yeah. It's so slow to change, but it's 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 happening. Yes. Uh, that's all of our character list, really. Yeah, because we talked about Cassie oh, already. Um, and Dax Griffin reprised his role as young Hank. Okay. As Haley Lovett did young Janet. Okay. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and mention those. With their uh, faces Ryan, CGI'd over with... Oh, yeah. You know. With the other faces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Steele um, 
played Catherine Starr, which was mom. Oh, one thing. And you leaned Rian? over and mentioned this to me when we saw it together. Is as they were leaving, Hope's like, oh, are you guys going somewhere? And you were like, bitch, were they about to sneak out without saying goodbye to their kid? Like when they were like, oh, we have to go on a mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hope's like, you going somewhere? And the other like, oh, yeah. Hi. Um, Someone said I was going to look after you for a couple days. We got a business trip. So she was just supposed to wake up the next morning, find her Be parents like, gone. And so she might not have even had that goodbye with her mom, which wasn't really a goodbye. It's like, y'all shitty. Yeah. It's like, God, Hope and Tony could have a absent parent club. Like. With Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's not in this universe. Uh, yeah. We don't want Ben Affleck anywhere near this boot. No, we really don't. We don't yeah. want Ben Affleck near anything. He's he's not a bad he's actor. Fine, but also, Batman is terrible. His Batman is terrible. So, yeah. Most of DC is terrible. Yeah. Minus Wonder Woman. Because Wonder she is perfect Woman. in every single way. She is. Did you see them recreate the Breakfast Club poster with the no. 1984 cast? Yeah. Go look that up. No, I didn't. It's Patty and... Uh, Chris Pine and Gal and uh, Kristen Wiig and somebody else. Um, what is it? It's it's uh, just do Wonder Woman 1984 and Breakfast Club poster. They recreated that. Wonder. And of course, Gal Gadot was doing the uh, the Claire part. Breakfast, Wonder Woman Breakfast Club. There we go. There you go. Images. Images. Oh, God. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I love it. I know. I thought you might like that. That's horrific. I need more. <laughs> I need the movie. Just I, I mean, I would totally go for a reboot of Breakfast Club. You know I love that I movie. I know you would. I know you I mean, would. I lived in that high school. Um, God, John Hughes is one of those that you look back later and you're like, yeah, there were a lot of problems. I mean, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. But so, so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I, I do like that they didn't, this was such a breath of fresh air after Infinity War that it was like, oh, we don't have 400 cast members. Good. I know, right? <laughs> we still had too many. Yeah. Um, but also. Yeah. It could have been worse. Okay. You want to get to trivia because we've got to get to feedback at some point during this podcast. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go, you want to do Hit trivia first it. or errors? Um, trivia. Okay. I went ahead and pre-called called this so okay. I don't have to jump around. Uh, okay. Scott grumbles that wearing, and this is right off, straight off of IMDb, by the way. So yeah. credit where credit's due, I guess. Uh, Scott grumbles that just wearing a hat and glasses does not conceal your identity. This has been a <laughs> running joke among fans since several MCU characters have used this technique, including Cap. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Scarlet Witch, Nick Fury, and Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, he's not wrong. They just, they, I love that the MCU can make fun of themselves. Though. Yeah, and I they like do that they verbally the called time. it out. It was great. They called themselves out yeah. and it was hilarious. It was, it was a good the alien-looking organisms in the microscopic realm on the way to the quantum realm are water bears. That's what I thought they were. Tar- tardigrades? Something. Yeah, something. There's a word. Science. Which have been found in the most extreme environments on Earth, including hot springs, glaciers, and the top of the Himalayas, and the deep sea trenches. They can go dormant without food or water for decades and survive incredible temperatures, pressures, radiation, toxicity, and even several days in space. So those were real things. Yeah, that's what I thought they were. Yeah. Um, 
because I, water bear has always stuck in my head because it sounds really cute, but it's not. It's uh, terrifying. So this is, I don't think we mentioned this. This is chapter eight of phase three. Jesus. I don't think we covered that. <sighs> wow. Um, the trailer soundtrack, the high-pitched guitar chords that repeat are the riffs from a song named Ants Invasion by Adam and the Ants. Oh, my God. Uh, the Wasp becomes the second superhero title to be passed from parent to child. Who was the first? Parent to child? In the MCU or ever? MCU. You're gonna kick yourself the, when I tell you. The, the, the Iron Man 2 guy? No. No. Black Panther. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was thinking Ivan Vanko. Like, this was an easy one. Dad was no. somebody Vanko. No. No. Superhero. Uh, Superhero. I was just thinking title. And then I was like, I don't even know what his name was. Whiplash. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, ma- just, I made myself just, think of that with my own brain. Let's just move on. <sighs> um, the working title of this film was Cherry Blue. Oh, my God. Uh, at the start of November 2016, Reed said that the film's production, this is Peyton Reed. Yeah. The film's production would transition from the writing phase to the official prep that month, beginning with visual development. Reed reiterated his excitement for introducing the Wasp and really designing her look the way she moves, the power set, and figuring out sort of who Hope Van Dyne is as a hero. He also talked about sharing characters with other MCU films, stating his disappointment in the giant man's introduction happening in Civil War rather than Ant-Man film. Reed added that he spends a lot of time talking with the other writers and directors of MCU films and that he and the writers on this film wish to maintain our little Ant-Man corner of the universe because it's whole... It's a whole different vibe totally. It is. It really is. It is. Just as um, the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Yeah. And it's a whole different tone. We were watching the um, the Infinity War, some of the extras last night, and yeah. the Russos said that they made a point of talking to the other directors and the other writers to make sure they that they to. understood the characters that were not quote-unquote theirs. Well, we, we even saw... Um, the behind the scenes where one of the Russo brothers is talking to um, M'Baku. Yeah, yeah. And getting his feedback from M'Baku about the chants they were using. Yeah, he was like, oh, well, there's this one and it's a little stronger and it means this. Winston Duke and, and they're just like, okay. And they're they're listening very intently to what. And they said they, they talked t- to Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. about Wakanda to figure out where, the, where to put the battle in Infinity oh, War. Oh, yeah, they had a map of the Wakanda. So, like, I love to hear that, that the writers and directors across the MCU are collaborative. I think it's becoming, I think. Like the MCU kind of they have det- to be. detangled themselves and yes. now they're kind of coming back together. There must have been some kind of regime somewhere in because it was Marvel it, it was and kind of weird. Disney. For, yeah, I don't know if it there was, were some hard feelings. Well, I don't know if it was not to shit on Joss some more, but I don't know if it was Joss related. <laughs> If it was because... He, Let's just say it was. Well, I mean, he was very specific about how he wanted things to go. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know mm-hmm. that if if they realized that, like, keeping stuff compartmentalized was kind of not good. Um, <coughs> okay, Natasha. Yeah. I mean... Um, um, but I think... Spanner. <coughs> ever since the Russos have been involved, I think... Oh, the Russos are cleaning the, I think the whole yeah. MCU has yeah. been more... Cohesive. Cohesive it, and aware yeah, it, it, of, it was, of each other. It was all connected, and then it kind of... <laughs> Yeah. And now I, I really feel like it's coming back together. Yeah. Um, which I think is, uh, 
I think Infinity War may have executed better had they been able to keep it together. Yeah. I think it would have felt more. Yeah. Had they been able... I mean, I mean, not that we needed to feel more... No. Just saying. But like, um, but even like Hemsworth walked in saying he was very protective of, of what him and Taika had come up with for Thor. Into Infinity War. And it, yeah, he fought tooth and nail. Because they were like, a lot we, we want to change the character. And he was like, uh, we, we need to talk. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, hear us out. And he was happy with what they proposed. Yeah, they, they did. They talked behind in a meeting behind closed doors and talked about talked it out. And yeah. everybody came out okay with it. Yeah, because after I think after going from Dark World mm-hmm. to Ragnarok, I think Chris Hemsworth was like, "No, I need to." Yeah, he had a lot to say. Yeah, especially after um, Natalie Portman's yes. exit. Yes, from the franchise. Yeah, which she wants to come back now. Really. From what I've heard, she, no, let me rephrase that. From what I've heard, she said that she, she would, would be, be open. open to listening to possibly coming back. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't like take the control of the people that have created these characters. Like I know it can't be actors get their way across the board, but like, no, but they, they are created the characters. These ca- and that's one thing that the Russos respect. And it sounds oh, like yeah. Peyton respects. Yeah. Um, well, they, they didn't create these characters. Like well, the they've got did. Rudd at that level too. Yeah. So, so that's, I think that's that really helps. good to hear. I, I like hearing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's why I like Ryan Reynolds uh, mm-hmm. being Deadpool, but being the voice behind the movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, make sure I haven't skipped anything. Okay, because I'm holding on to that. There one wasn't for a, a ton of trivia because you know oh, no, I've got, I've got you know more. I, I've got I, more. I usually uh, I know by the time while you're waiting for the ending yes, credit scene, I've you're already scrolling up. through. Yep. It my tradition. Uh, and you read them to me while we're driving back from I the do theater. Indeed. Okay, so uh, most of the shrunken cars seen inside the Hot Wheels rally case are not Hot Wheels made. Of course not. Specifically, the purple Hyundai, uh, which was actually... Captain product placement. Was actually a scaled car from uh, Tomika Diecast. So it was a different company. Okay. Contrary to initial p- appearances... The PIMS laboratory building is not an actual building that can be shrunk to the size of a suitcase. Okay. On the contrary, that small size is the original size of the object. It has been built of brick construction pieces and miniature models of equipment such as AA batteries for a power source, etc. And has been enlarged to a full-size building when the owners wish to enter it without changing their own size. The giveaway is the extendable luggage handle that would have been impossible to install if the lab were an actual building. You can also spot other enlarged items, such as a paper clip and a knob to adjust volume on a stereo set. That would have been cool to get into. Because, like, a lot of this started because Hank and Hope thought them thought they had to be so clever that, like, ah, we'll just shrink the building and take it with us. It's like, bitch, you made it portable. You made it to where it could yeah. go from person the, to person to person. It was the other to, way around. Yeah. It would have been and more secure as a fucking building. And there's your, but there's your backup. Yeah. I don't remember seeing this paperclip or a knob. I don't but either. Next, but the next time I watch it, yeah. I'm going to look for it. And the handle does make sense. That makes the handle make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's one you know I had to put in here. Oh, God. The character Kurt refers to the witch Baba Yaga. <gasps> Baba Yaga of Russian folklore. The yeah. same reference is made in 
John Wick. Oh my God. Of course it was. The second installment of which also features actor Lawrence Fishburne. <gasps> what? 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 Okay, so there's, I, you know, I had to put the, I, the John Wick connection in there. The second time that Ant-Man film will be played in theaters is a direct follow-up to an Avengers film. Oh, this is okay. the second time. Okay. Which is Avengers Infinity War. Ant-Man was released months after Avengers Age of Ultron. However, it is a prequel to Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Well, technically. And so will Captain Marvel will also be a prequel. Yeah. Way prequel. Which we kind of all figured because there was no way they were going to address the snapping um, in a full way. And they only addressed it in the fact that it happened in the end credits. To uh, just fuck everybody's day. Yes. That movie let you feel left you feeling good? Oh, yeah. Joke's on you. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cassie says she wants to be Scott's partner. I love her. In the comics, she became a size-changing superhero using the name Stature. Yeah. Who She's one of the, the young, young Avengers yep. after her father's death. Caitlin desperately wants young Avengers. She knows she wants Wiccan. She does. She's Let's so be fucking real. thirsty for it. Let's be real. I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not either. Because we're going to have to get another generation of, of heroes. But I think For this you're franchise gonna... to continue. Yes, but I think you're going to have to give me a breath. Because at this point, Cassie is still like... A child. A well, child. Yeah. But, okay, but you've got uh, Peter Parker, who's an in-between. Yes. They're going to have to bridge the gap somehow. Oh, yeah. They're going to. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to end up with a huge gap between. I would love it if they would wait long enough to let her be Cassie. Yeah, but do you know how long that's going to be? Well, I mean, she's what, like eight now? Yeah, okay, but for in order for her to be an adult, she's going to be another ten years. No, but like if years. she's young Avengers, they could do it as kid. They could do it as teenagers. The young Avengers weren't actually children. Whatever, they could do it as teenagers and make it like the new X Men because okay. they can't be X Men because they don't own that. Okay, but whatever. I don't think that's going to happen. Whatever, but yeah, like. <laughs> You're right. They're having to lay groundwork for... But in order for to even have Wiccan, then we kind of need Scarlet Witch and Vision back. Because they have to have the baby to have Wiccan. I'm just worried that would lead to House of M because she's due for a world-altering event of craziness. We could have a House of M for a movie. Eh. Um, a, a, a they don't singular. have mutants. Give them time. They're working on that deal. That deal's, we're not done yet. That's true. That's true. We're going to have a house of. God, can you imagine what would happen? In humans. It would be like. It'd be the house of I. It would be like fucking Spider-Man. Like, cause you know how when they got Spider-Man, like two seconds later, they were like, we're postponing everything and doing a Spider-Man movie. If they got the fucking mutants back. Oh no, Spider-Man's dead. We're not getting any more Spider-Mans maybe, but here's a Spider-Man yeah. movie. That's. Yeah. Nobody's totally dead. Totally dead. Because we already know there's a third Guardians coming. We already know there's another Spider-Man coming. I there's mean, another Black whatever. Panther. Yeah, we've had this discussion. <sighs> okay. Um, I don't know why I left that one in there because nobody cares about ratio, uh, aspect ratio. No, no, I know. Uh, I FBI don't. agent. We already talked about Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In the comics, who's created as a heroic opponent for the 1950s? Mu Chan, Mu Fu Manchu. I can speak imitation. Yeah. Made him a rather enlightened concept for that era to have an Asian American character created as such. In addition to later becoming an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. under Nick Fury's command, Wu also formed the Agents of Atlas, 
a superhero spy team which sets up the Agents of Atlas in the MCU. I forgot oh. about that part. So that would be another uh, vein that they could tap into. Yeah. The Agents of Atlas. Uh, in the film, the, oh, here we go. In the film, the father of Ghost, Hannah John Kamen's character is revealed to be Elias Starr. In the Marvel comic, stars the villain known as Egghead, a scientific genius and arch enemy of Ant-Man, Hank Pym. Da, da, da. Uh, Stan Lee, and then there's the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah. When Wasp is firing shrinks, shrinking discs at her pursuer, she misses and accidentally shrinks the Ant-Man's co-creator, co-creator's car, Stan then says in response, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it, yeah. thinking he's hallucinating from the drugs he used to use. Ironically, during the 60s, Stan was a huge advocate against drugs, and he even published such anti-drug messages within his comic books. Yeah. So, fun fact there. Damn my boo. <sighs> okay, here's our continuity errors. Okay. When Hope is driving Scott to the lab, their SUV is confronted by pigeons, and one of the pigeons pecks a dent in the hood. When the SUV is brought back to full size, the dent is gone. No, they clearly built that into the rebeginning process. Rebeginning? Yes. That's the technical term. That is the technical term. When Hank finds <laughs> Janet, she lowers her mask so it hangs on her chest. It's gone in the next wide shot and then reappears. Shocker. After Scott retrieves the lab from Sunny, he walks back to Shore to shore with it leaving sunny knocked out on the ferry but after the thugs are tased tied up and truth serum sunny is back with them on shore ah uh, <laughs> it's not true serum it's true serum it's true serum <laughs> crew or equipment visible you can see the reflection of a boom pole in the lamp during sunny and hope's first talk right after hope sits down oh you can often see the white bounce board for reflecting light into faces in the reflection of Hank's glasses throughout the movie. Oh. See, that's the kind of stuff I don't notice. Uh, it has oh, to be either. egregious for yeah, me to notice. I know. But now that I know about it. Yeah. Factual errors. When Hank Pym is traveling to the quantum realm, his vehicle temporarily pause, pauses at the microscopic level to get its bearings. He is surrounded and nearly eaten by floating water bears. Water bears. As a very resilient microscopic creature. Uh, their natural habitat is in water, yet there's no indication that he has traveled into water. Yeah, that's because that's a good point. Like, again, me not with the science. Um, I have but an the argument. the fact that there had to be, like, coordinates to get to the quantum realm. But, like, I wasn't clear on, are we going, literally going to the quantum realm, like, here? Because if you think about getting that small and traveling a distance, because Janet disappeared, like, over the ocean somewhere. I mean, that's true. Um, I, I wasn't super okay, clear on how it worked. It, it feels, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I've got two arguments. Okay. That are contradictory. Awesome. The first one is humidity is a thing that exists and there, that's moisture. For the water bears. So that's moisture. Okay. The other one is, according to the Stephen Strange franchise, the quantum realm is like the mirror universe. It's its own the, dimension. It's its own dimension. Okay. And thus, as far as like distance could be completely parallel jacked. yeah i mean i don't know they they weren't real clear with it yeah so that's that's when i was just like eh. they're kind of like, like <laughs> the water bears like as you said before they're like extremophiles mm -hmm. they live in very very extreme conditions mm -hmm. geysers shit like that and it's like they were just yeah. chilling out hanging out here so yeah but like also they look cool so shut up i mean yeah you're not wrong <laughs> um and then when Hope and Scott are exiting the elevator, the floor button stays lit. It's a model. Yeah. It's a model. 
I also, nobody noticed that a fucking, like, building showed up and then also uh, dematerialized or whatever. Like, I mean, nobody cares. Jesus. Real estate in San Francisco is a lot more competitive than that. You can't just roll up at some empty lot. Apparently you can. <laughs> Apparently you can. Also, like, I remember when they were getting coordinates to where Ghost was, where, to where Ghost had the building, and it was like, oh, we're in the forest. And it showed it, and on the map it looked like it was smack up in the middle of the city. There are forests in the middle of cities. I don't know what city you live in. Uh, I mean, San Francisco, actually, where everything is fucking expensive, and every little millimeter of space is like you know yeah it's true but yeah so i was just like that's interesting but yeah i like that it's set in san francisco it's different than the rest of them i just like san francisco it's pretty well i mean it's on it's a different coast yeah it um, feels different than, i yeah. think it, it almost signals just well, like galaxy the, just like uh there's um, the west coast avengers yeah but just like just like guardians is in space and it space. feels different ace ace ace, ace. Um, so yeah, I like well, it. Well, and Thor is cosmic. Well, it yeah. became cosmic. Yeah, eventually. It started out Terran and became... Yeah. Something. As Guardian cosmic, and then... Yeah, I don't know. Adjacent. Who the fuck knows? I nobody fucking knows. I don't know, but Thor got a haircut and I dig it. I still don't like it. I know you don't. I don't like it. So yeah. Okay. That's all the stuff i have okay um so before we get to feedback um we want to remind people how they can like send feedback for other stuff um just whatever we just, don't we don't yeah. care um you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com or on twitter at randomtcasts or on tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com or on facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts yep boys and girls she still does the weird voice yes i do um and if you can't remember any of that um or uh you know you're driving and you can't write anything down um just uh you can just google random tea podcasts and go to our uh website which is you guessed it random um and there's links to all our socials and all that good oh, yeah. shit just scroll down it's there so yeah and while you're there you can check out our other podcast which we haven't recorded for either all summer because we needed a vacation plus all our like we were talking all our stuff's like not coming back no because sleepy hollow is uh, gone because we, we got uh, what three seasons of sleepy yeah. hollow we've got both seasons of, of agent carter yep <clears throat> agents of shield is out there missing season two is it two or three I think it's two yeah we picked it up i think it's three. two we picked it up at three yeah because we started with season three which we will do that eventually one day eventually one day um, but it's not coming back till like next summer. Yeah. We said goodbye to Gotham because it was terrible. Cause yeah, it's, it was, became a chore. It was no longer a labor of love. It was just a labor. Yeah. Um, but it's not back for a while anyway. So, um, Stranger Things is not going to be back until Stranger next year. Stranger Things not back till next year, which um, we will be recording when it comes out. American Gods is IDK. Yeah. We don't know. It's filming though. Yeah. I think. I think it's been filming for a while though. Um, it's having a hard time coming together. Uh, and then, so it sounds like the next thing we're, we're, we're the next regular thing we're going to have is that I know for sure, because we might talk about doing some movies and putting them on yeah. random movies, but is going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. That's out next spring. Yeah, because it's right before yeah. Avengers 4. Yeah, we may do, we, we, we may do as we've talked about doing a random revelries. Yeah. Uh, which we can talk about and that we can talk about whatever movies we saw over the summer. Yeah. Because um, we, uh. We're back on another movie program. We we yeah. both 
f- flip the giant bird to movie pass. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> but good time. We can talk about that too. Yeah, uh, but we have semi unlimited movies. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you saw some movies over the summer that you want to talk to us about, I yeah, mean, you can send us an email about randomly. We Absolutely. Don't, we don't mind if you just want to send us some random stuff. That's cool too. Do it. You do you, man. Don't don't feel like you have to conform to any yeah. particular thing. We but we kind of realized like accidentally that a lot of our stuff is going to be kind of up in the air for a while. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it's fine. We, we could use the break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're actually taking a real vacation, like yeah. a real grown up vacation in 33 days. Yeah. I'm excited. So uh, it's going to be super fun. That'll be fun. Um, like a week away from everything. Yeet. <sighs> so yeah. That'll be fine. So, um, so I would say if you're missing us, um, I apologize, but not really. Um, keep an eye out on this feed, and probably I would say random movies and maybe random revelries, or just keep an eye on our website. Because yeah, it, it updates. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean we're here. So yeah. Um, also, our sponsor, Unofficial Natural Fandom Fragrances, has returned. Yay! Um, they do have some stuff in the works. Yep. Some new stuff going on. They're um, right now. They're working through what the inventory they have now and just making plans. But they have reopened, uh, so you can go and visit them. There's a link on our website. Yep. And if you use our code, Random Tea Podcast, no S on the end, you can get ten percent off an order of. Five dollars or more. So, and that's just one bottle. Yeah. So, I mean, check them out. They've got, I think they still have the Sherlock. They've got some MCU stuff. They got some DC sense. And once they clear out a, some of that, they're they're looking to do some new stuff too. Oh yeah, they are um, looking to do some. They've got they've got their plans. Yeah, their yeah. plans in the works that I know nothing about. So you cannot torture me for the answers. <sighs> Sorry. That's what I was gonna do tonight. I know. I hate Whatever plans. So, um, so yeah, check them out. They're back around. They cool. make great Christmas gifts, which is not that far away either. Oh, that's true. That is very true. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. All right. So feedback, right? Okay. So we've got um, quite a bit of feedback, I guess. Uh, <laughs> some of this dates back. Sorry, guys. Ways. Yeah. So um, we're gonna start with Jimmy. Who okay. Emailed us the day before the premiere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of feelings. Yeah, he did. He got in there early. Uh, says long. Uh, hey guys, long time no listen. I'm very Been longer now. <laughs> uh, yes, it has. I'm very pleased with the sequel Ant Man movie. I think it's better than the original. Can agree with that. And he gives us his traditional bullet points. Alrighty. The sequel seemed to me funnier, more colorful, and didn't seem as vanilla as yeah. the original. I was surprised how the references to the outer MCU were made. They talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. past crimes against humanity. I mean, it's not that much, but, you know, there's more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could handle to do. So, you know. (laughs) True. Another reference was the end credit scenes. The first one was awesome and totally did what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. failed to do. I knew knew going in we needed to get the snap as a post credit scene, but I had no idea what they would do for, for the other. Sadly, it was not as good. The eeriness they conjured with the emergency signal was great, but it was kind of disappointed with the ant. Yeah. That was in the, all of the freaking trailers. I think that was so... I, I think it just hit Lazy a weird... Em, I, I just think it hit a weird emotional... Um, I think they, they wasted their emotional punch, and I think 
we had already seen the ant. They should have done the ant as a mid credit yes. scene, and then yes. uh, the snap as the, the and le- and left the snap where post credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he says, "Now for the Ant Man and the Wasp will return?" Question uh, mark. Thing um, uh, a man was like, "Oh, so they're not dead?" And then the question mark appeared, and everyone in the theater screamed and laughed. It was so great. Marvel really knows how to troll us. Yeah, they do. So, okay, now this part's the actual movie. Okay. Cassie was so cute, and I loved her and Scott's relationship. Same. I like how, despite living in a world of magical quantum bullshit, Janet managed to <laughs> have pretty goddamn professional-looking makeup on. But Thank hey, you. Skills are skills, and if you can put makeup on like that in an alternate dimension, I won't stop you. <laughs> I mean, word. I can't argue with that. <laughs> if anybody thing. could, it would be Janet Van Dyne. I mean, that's true. Uh, he says the whole movie, and mm, I'm going to read these these words with my mouth. Oh, my God. The whole movie, Paul Rudd's portrayal of Ant-Man reminded me a lot of Ryan Riddles as Deadpool. Janya might have to murder you now. <laughs> they Okay. He says they had a similar comedic voice and, yeah. how they deli- and how they deliver their lines. The delivery of the lines, I have to agree. Yeah. Very Ryan reynolds Yeah. But you can never compare those two ever again. Oh, my God. Uh, so You're I have, so fighty. I know. I'm very protective of Deadpool and I know Reynolds. you are. I know you are. I have a question now. Okay. Do you think that had S.H.I.E.L.D. not collapsed, Ghost would have ended up on the Avengers had she been stabilized by S.H.I.E.L.D.? It, it honestly depends on who in S.H.I.E.L.D. was her handler or whatever. And how black book she was. Because she could have been on the Hydra side and somebody like Fury didn't know about her. So, well, he goes on to say, he says, I think she would have, since I don't think S.H.I.E.L.D. would have been above using someone so dangerous and unstable, see the Hulk. Okay, I see what you're saying, Jimmy. But I have, you're you're making a point that I'm thinking of. Did Nick Fury even know about her? Yeah. She could have been so buried black book. Because technically she could have worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., but she could have worked for the people in S.H.I.E.L.D. that were also Hydra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I would like to believe because I don't want to believe that my, not necessarily Phil himself, but like the people like Phil mm-hmm. were cool with weaponizing yeah. a little girl that was just... There was a lot of black ops going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Like this is not the a Black Widow type situation where she's flexible doing right. everything and she's an adult making a decision so they weaponized a little girl i understand and and agree with you but let me pose this question to you had nick fury known about her mm-hmm. and she were stabilized yeah would nick have put her on the team probably okay I mean, God. Take out those negative factors. And, and, and I even say stabilized from a science standpoint because we, God knows, he know, we know he's okay with people that aren't stabilized from an emotional brought, standpoint. I mean, he brought up the Hulk. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, though, because the Hulk was brought in uh, to almost, Banner was brought in, mm-hmm. not necessarily the Hulk. Hulk mm-hmm. just came with him and, oops, um, shit happened. We all knew what was going to happen, but um, but yeah, I, I think I think they I think they would have. Okay, I mean, she was a power person, and she could have been very helpful. 
Uh, last bullet point says, I love the idea of a character whose superpower harms them. I liked it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Daisy breaking her bones and Willow on Buffy the Vampire Slayer becoming addicted to her power. I think it really shows that humans are not meant to have powers like this and they must be used wisely and carefully. Yeah, I think I think it, it adds a dimension where it's not just like, oh, we can just have powers and solve everything. Because that is clearly not the case. <laughs> With the MCU. So, yeah, it, it was it was nice seeing that kind of different facet of it. I mean, people are human. Yeah. I mean, yeah. superheroes are humans, too. And yeah. it's never going to be perfect. No. Uh, says all right, He closes with, I don't have much more to say about this movie. Once again, a good movie and another non-fail Marvel movie. I liked it. It will definitely be rewatched by me at some point, although that's not too big of a praise for me in an MCU movie. That's true. Wasp was totally cool, and Ghost was a neat and interesting villain. I hope you guys enjoyed it a little more than the original. I liked both, but, like, I do like it better than the first Ant-Man. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, it matured in good ways. Okay. While still maintaining its dumbness. Okay, this email is from Sarah. Okay. Um... Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, we're recording Actually, this. recording a day after because we're late. terrible yeah. human beings. <laughs> we ended up not recording yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but happy birthday anyway. Um, I'm going to start with her P.S. Okay. Please let everyone listening know I am the Simmons of the Fitzsimmons cosplayers. I'm narcissistic like that. Have you ever heard, <laughs> if you ever listened to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. <laughs> this is our Simmons. This is our Simmons who, uh, of the Fitzsimmons cosplayers and she's that we adore. And and we yes, love her. We, dearly. Okay, she says, Hi, ladies. Uh, I've been listening to y'all as I drive to and from my new job, and I thought it would be a good idea to write in about Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's always a good it's idea. always a good idea. Always. So here are my Ant-Man and Wasp thoughts, and everyone that may have been in, near the vicinity of me heard about for the last several days. <laughs> love that. Here there be spoilers. Okay. Uh, there's two important things to know about me in this movie. I love Janet Van Dyne with my entire gay heart and loathe Hank Pym just as equally. I mean, that's fair. I feel that. I feel that's that. Fair. I actually didn't enjoy the original Ant-Man all that much because I was really mad about there being no Janet, there being Hank Pym. I mean, you're right. I can completely understand that. Also, it was 2015, and I was mad with Marvel about many things. But then again, they, right after Age of Ultron. But then they announced that the next movie would be Ant Man the Wasp, and I was tentatively hopeful, and which turned into being super hyped when they announced that yes, this movie would have Janet and Michelle Pfeiffer would be playing her. I was arguably more excited for a movie than I was for Infinity War, and that was everything that I wanted. Cool. Cool. Uh, she says, I cried a lot while watching this movie because that's just who I am as a person. You do you, man. And also, I love Janet so much. I'm not sure if you guys have figured that out yet. <laughs> the scene where we saw Scott as Janet, I hysterically sobbed and just said over and over, I've missed her so much while Shannon held my hand. Uh, to note, Shannon would be the Fitz of yes, the Fitzsimmons. Of the Fitzsimmons yes. I'm just going to point that out. In hindsight, that was probably a strange reaction for fellow moviegoers to overhear. Uh, I cried again when we saw actual Janet in person, but that was anticipated. I thought the amount of Janet was pretty good. I wanted more, but if she'd been in every scene of the entire movie, I probably would still have wanted more. So I was I was almost kind of expecting it to be the last scene when they get her. Yeah. So like any amount for me was just like bonus. Uh, yeah. Uh, most importantly, Marvel gave me what I wanted. After Infinity War, I said that it would give me the most joy to see Hank Pym erased in the Ant Man movie. <laughs> I didn't think they'd actually show me that. But they did. Uh, it's I don't I don't I think it's temporary. But 
I'm well, glad she, you enjoyed it. She says, I'm not even mad about Janet and Hope because I know they're going to be back. <laughs> oh, After- that was funny. Afterwards, I just cackled while Shannon was like, dear God, not again. There was some older guy who heard me say, he's dead. Hank Pym is finally dead. Thank you, Marvel. And thought it was funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it's funny, though, because if you don't know anything about, like, who Hank Pym is, and you walk in being like, yeah, Michael Douglas, he's pretty cool. Like, you don't know what a fucking terrible character Hank Pym is. And albeit in the MCU, he's not as bad as he is in the comics. But still, like, man, I feel you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, She says, the only things that would have made this movie better for me was if we got Cassie with powers. But Marvel is laying the hints on pretty thick that at some point we'll be seeing her as Stature slash Stinger at some point. I still don't trust them to do Young Avengers well, but seeing Cassie gives me at least a little bit of hope. Anyway, thanks for listening to our rambling and have fun recording. I would say Young Avengers would be good TV fodder, but then after the uh, disaster that was the Inhumans, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay, this is an email from Jeff. Okay. Uh, says, hi, Queenie and Janya. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I stumbled upon the Random TMCU podcast a few months back and became totally hooked. Now I'm working my way through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and loving it as well. Oh, wow. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of content. Uh, Since I missed the boat on writing about Infinity War, I thought of you both while leaving the theater after having watched the apparent demise of both Loki and Bucky. I think it's not apparent with Loki. Like, they could always bring him back, but I'm pretty sure he's real dead. Oh, Bucky, not so much. Yeah, Bucky. I mean... Because Bucky was part of the destining. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we, and we talked about the Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to say regarding Janya's reoccurring joke during Infinity War, if she's Wong, I don't <sighs> want to be right. Don't feed that <laughs> shit. Don't f- You heard the evil, like, you, that was a villain laugh. That was a straight up villain laugh. Whew. I have fans, man. What can I say? Oh, man, you just, you've just justified her existence for like. <laughs> for the rest make, of the day, at she's least. She make bad Wong jokes forever. Well, there's supposed to be another Stephen Strange movie coming. I'm just going to say. Can it just be a Wong movie? I'm fine with that. I mean, like... I, I mean, Doctor Strange is... Like, Ella Benedict, but also, like, Stephen Strange don't do shit for me. I mean, that's true. But he'd be the Wong Benedict. I hate you so much, <laughs> and also I love you. I know. Uh, anyway, he says, moving on to Ant-Man and the Wasp, I am so looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Here are some of mine. Okay. Number one, it is truth serum. It is truth serum. Like, even if it's not traditionally, like, veritaserum kind of truth serum, if it lowers your inhibitions and makes you say things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally say. That's basically the definition of truth serum. Like. Yeah, I'm it's with true you. serum. I'm with you. Number and two. I, I love that we got mm. that closure at the end of the actual guy saying, It is true, it is true serum. <laughs> I was yes. like, yes. Number two. Was it just me or was Ghost a bit of a wasted character? She, a little bit. She could have been utilized she better. Been more, she could have We could have gotten, like we said, we could have gotten less Sunny and more Ghost. Yes. And I would have been happy with that. But again, second string villain, second string heroes. Yeah. I mean, it's it was it was... Even to not be Infinity War, it was a little crowded. 
Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm all for complex and compelling villains, but I didn't particularly find her all that interesting. The villain is a villain because they are trying to save themselves or someone they love and or have been driven crazy by the experiences has become such a trope. She, I mean, that's true. She essentially had the same motivation as Arnold's Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Except with herself instead Except of a family member. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're not completely oh, wrong. Oh, God. No. Have you seen that? I've slept a few times since then, but... But, oh, God. I think was, I did once. It was on TV a couple months ago, and, like, I sat down to watch five minutes of Purposely. it, and I was like... Yeah, but I was like, I was like, okay, it's been a minute, like, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. And it was? It was worse than I remember. <laughs> like, so bad! Like, but we didn't have anything else back in those days. Like, that was all the comic book shit we had. Number three. While I certainly enjoyed this film, I found it not nearly as much fun as the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. That okay. seems to be, okay. at least in the people that have talked to us, a minority opinion. So far. Well, this is only the third email. Yeah. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, we had a surprise hit, but even though I personally still prefer Guardians of the Galaxy 1 of the sequel, I felt as though Volume 2 moved their story along more than that of the Ant-Man and the Wasp did for these characters. Not saying there wasn't growth, yeah. but it didn't feel as organic as I would have hoped. Could just be me, though. However, to be fair, this movie did get the short on the stick, having to follow both Black Panther and Infinity War. I mean, that's a good point, because Black Panther was so fucking good, and Infinity War was just big. Whether you liked it or not. It was huge. It was huge. It was epic. It was clearly... World-changing. Russo's... Literally. Again, I know you're listening. Um... That was part one, and we all fucking know it. So oh yeah, we stop, knew walking into the theater. Was stop half the trying movie. to say that it was. It's a standalone movie. But anyway, I digress. It's Infinity War Part One. We um, all know this. Yeah. So like it. It that is that is a tough position to be in because the last two Marvel movies we've had have been. I mean, he makes a really good point. Yeah. And so like it's kind of shitty, but also like. I think that worked in its favor for the first one because it was after Age of Ultron and we were all fucking pissed off. Yeah, Age of Ultron was so bad. And then you get Ant-Man and it's like, oh, okay, I don't feel terrible after watching that. What a great movie. So, like, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, number four, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. I 100% agree with that sentiment. I, I agree with that mm -hmm. as well. And, Jeff, if, you've, if you have not seen John Wick, oh my God. then I don't know what you're doing with your life. Um, number, my phone, if you type in the word John, Wick immediately follows an autocorrect on my phone. I'm yeah. just going to point that out. BT dubs though. Check does the dog die.com before you watch it though. I the think entire I just movie spoiled it, but check that. The entire movie. Yeah. Is revenge. I know for puppers. Okay. 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 I just spoiled it, but. Well, yeah. that's not a major spoiler point. No. I don't think. It was like three minutes in and Johnny is like, <gasps> um, Queenie, I'm so sorry I, for what's to about this, to happen. I did. I paused the movie and was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I forgot. And I, she knows and me. And I have apologized for the last you have. three years. And like, it's okay. It's I still feel really bad. There's, I'm not going to see, I don't see movies with dogs though. Like I will not see a movie with a dog as like near like the dog's life or whatever where it's like oh the dog dies repeatedly but he's reincarnated to help his master and i'm like nope <laughs> um number five okay i can't believe that the post credit scene was shown in the damn tv spots for the film i know like they 
that was, I don't, I blame the marketing team on that. I still don't think that that should have been what they ended you with. You should never, ever put a post, you should never, ever no. put a credit scene in the trailer. I don't, ever. I don't think they ever. should have ended with that. I think it should have been a mid-credits. Because it was cute. It should have been the other way around. Yeah, but like, I'm with you. Whether it was end, middle, whatever, you do not show that, any of that in the trailer. No. So that, like, I... I gotta. I think they're gonna learn from. They're gonna be. There's backlash. Yeah, that that's the. Mar- I don't think that's the director. I think that's the marketing team. Uh, number six. I figured that someone from the cast was gonna wind up a victim of the snapping, but holy cow, the whole freaking Pym family just yep. went poof. Yep. Should be interesting to see how Scott gets out of his predicament. Yeah. I'm. I'm hopeful that Sonny Birch's team is gonna. I stumble think on. there's... Although they're all in jail now, though. I don't know. Like, I think... Well, we don't know who he works Unless, for. Unless uh, Luis oh, God. pulls him out. If Luis fucking saves Scott to fucking save the day, I would be so happy. I mean, that's true. But, like, I think it's going to be Deus Ex Quantum. Like, there's going to be something with the Quantum Realm that's going to save the day. Whether oh, it, yeah. Whether it be time yeah. travel or, or they actually... Because I'm kind of leaning toward they actually use the Time Stone. Like, and I, I still... I kind of want this on the record for my internet points. Um, I kind of think Thanos is going to, is going to backpedal and it's not going to be that they defeat him. He's going to be like, have the gauntlet. I feel bad about what I did. Please fix it. Well, I'm standing by the, um, everybody's in the soul stone. Yeah. You don't think they were poofed? No, I don't think they were poofed. I think they're in the soul stone and they can be restored and, there, there's going to be some working on both sides. There's somehow somebody's going to con. Maybe Scott's going to end up in the Soul Stone because he's in the Quantum Realm. Yeah, we don't know um, where the Quantum Realm is. The Quantum Realm could be the fucking Soul Stone I for mean, all we know. We don't know. Yeah, um, I that's think, a good point. But I think somehow that's going to all tie in together. And I think the Soul, the Gamora and company uh, are in the Soul Stone. I sense a new bet. I think Thanos is going to feel bad and back down and he's going to be the one to say, fix it. And you think the heroes are going to do it with the soul stone. Or from, in, it's do, gonna, we, do we want to make a bet? What are we betting? What, what are we putting on the line? I don't know. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. What can we bet? I don't, you're the one proposing the bet though. I, um. What's it worth to you? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Whatever it is, it's it's just a place marker anyway. Yeah. Um, Ten dollars. We have a complex barter system anyway. That's true. But yeah. all right. Um, Side note. Sorry. <laughs> number seven. Okay. I did absolutely love the action figure and miniatures in the end credits. That I'm so glad you brought that up because that was really cool. Um, I forgot about it, to be honest. I thought that was, like, I remember watching it even the second time thinking, this is really cool. I really like this. Um, because, again, like, a lot of their bread and butter comes down to toys from I mean, a, you're from a money standpoint. Oh, yeah. Mar- oh, yeah. So, like, I thought it was really cool to be like, uh. Oh, yeah. You're so, yeah, wrong. that was really cool. Plus, hearing that the building was made out of, like, toys and then... Yeah, large like yeah. that's kind of that's kind of that cool. Is cute. I thought um, that was I thought that was good too. Uh, he says I'll stop here, but I like I said I can't wait to hear your thoughts since I know the original was not one of your favorites. Johnny is. I enjoyed it. Thanks for doing what you do and keep up the great work. Oh, 
That's only feeding our egos. Thank you. I think it's great. Okay, this is from a... uh, This is from Michael, but not Michael... Not Michael Prime? Not Michael Prime? Sorry, second Michael. Um... (laughs) Who also did write to I us, mean, but this is... Sorry. This is, other, this is new Michael? <laughs> this is new Michael. Call him new Michael. Diet Michael? I don't know. I don't know. You don't I've, know his life. I've had a drink, okay? Listen. You've had more than a drink. Okay, he says... I've had a Queenie drink or two. Hello, ladies. I've never written you before and just recently discovered your podcast with the Infinity War one and have been slowly catching up and fell oh, in wow. love. Oh my god, thank you. Why? (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) He says, (laughs) I've never laughed so hard while on a neighborhood walk and left feeling happy. So many podcasts are so aggro these days. (laughs) Well, good. We, We aim to be entertaining. Yes. Says, on to business. I saw you were doing an episode on the original Ant-Man and thought I'd briefly write in. Luis is the greatest thing to happen to the MCU ever. And for the record, we'll do an episode on every MCU movie. Ever? Ever. His voiceovers are epic and should be oh used God, to yes. recap Infinity War slash the MCU as a whole before the next Avenger movies come out. Okay. But like, okay. Because we've kind of gotten away from the one shots, which I think is a disservice. And why the fuck have you stopped them, Marvel? I know. Again, Russo's, I know you're listening. You know they're listening. Like, start this shit again. Yes. But can you imagine, like... We need to start that on, like, um, um, oh, what's that? That website that does all of the change.org uh, change.org or something and bring back the one shots to have Lewis, well here's my idea well just to do have lewis do the recap just yeah just, just because like do that uh the honors trailer came out for infinity war and if you have never watched an honors trailer please go watch them they're one of my favorite things on the internet um but one of the first things they said was like um, you know how all the other marvel movies kind of like ease you in a little bit like like yeah. they kind of yeah. Give you a little exposition for the people that haven't read the comics, aren't familiar with, like, yeah. my dad, basically, who gets amnesia between movies. I mean, yeah. And it's like, I don't know what's happening. I would like a, like a, like a YouTube series or one shots of Luis filling everybody in on the entire MCU. So, like, there's an Iron Man one, there's a Hulk one, there's a Cap one. I would, like, pay fucking money for that. To see him, like, oh, yeah. catching everybody yeah. up on, here's our heroes. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would subscribe to YouTube. Yeah. I would that. actually subscribe to that, and I don't subscribe to shit. Uh, he says the tank is a great trick. Oh, uh, the tank was... Wasn't the tank in the first one? Yeah, I think this is... Was that in the first one? Or was that in this one? one? No, there was no tank in this one. Yeah, because it was on his keychain in the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, says, I got nothing else for now. Thanks for listening and keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Mike. He is not Michael. He is Mike. 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 Okay. okay. I can, can differentiate. Work. I can work with that. I can work with that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Michael. Michael Prime. Okay. <laughs> As you will forever now be known. Yeah. Michael Prime. Aloha, ladies. Yay! I missed Michael. I send this knowing it's probably too late. Oh, no, it's not. So not. I, you sent this almost a month ago. We're lazy bitches. It says, I hope you're enjoying the summer off. I miss hearing you weekly, but I've been able to follow Jean's vacation, uh, vacation. I think he means vacation. vacation exploits on Instagram. He's Tom. When I went to visit uh, my new grandbaby. Yeah. And the other ones too. And the kids. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, and the other ones. Yeah, I flew cross country for a week. Yeah. And God, you have I'm three sp- grandbabies now. Three. The th- I had just the three. Just the three. Just the three. And they're not all babies. No, they're not. The oldest like... is seven. Oh, my God. She's seven. Ha, that hurts me. Like, that physically hurts me. Well, you remember when they moved, don't you? Yeah, like, when I first met the the oldest, Mm -hmm. like, she was not seven. No, she was not. She was, like, three or... Two or three. three. Yeah. Wow. All right. Queenie had an I feel old moment. Yeah, you did. Uh, She says, uh, she, he says, sorry, I like this movie, and the more I think about it, I think I liked it more than the first one. Yeah. The wonky science still bugs me, but that will always be there, so I just have to roll with it. Yeah, they hand wave a lot. Like, you have to you have to just kind of, like, let them do the hand wave. I because know. there were a lot of things I had problems oh, yeah. with, but, like, I gave them a pass. Yeah. Uh, there's still the awkward humor used to break up tense situations, but I think there's less of it and or it's not as awkward. I was a bit worried going in because I kept hearing about the lack of strong villains... After watching it, I understood why. This is not a good guys versus bad guys movie. It's a rescue mission movie. Yeah. So the villains aren't the focus. They're just obstacles to be overcome on the way to the rescue. And the rescue ends up not being for Janet, but Eva as well. Yeah. Like, but I, I I guess some people clearly, if if that's what you kept reading, like clearly some people had a problem with that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of nice. For the MCU. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of a nice little break. A little change. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I think at the point that I'm reading this, Michael will understand the difference here. Okay. He says the de-aging effects uh, looked great on Douglas and Pfeiffer, but it looks like they didn't spend as much time on Fishburns. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't. Because it wasn't. <laughs> it was actually his son. I get so. that feel, though, because you're like, ah. Feels like a young Lawrence Fishburne, but like it's not quite right. That's because it's his kid. They saved some money on special effects That's by using his son. Awesome so. though. Didn't they do that though? I want to say for didn't they use um, mm-hmm. T'Chaka's son in the Black Panther? I think they like did. it was. It was. God, I think his name is John Connor. Because um, his actual son. Yeah, it was him. It was his actual son. But Zuri uh, was actually Zuri's when the young Zuri was a different actor. Okay, it was. I think that was not his son. No, th- but it got. Oh, but he played young him in other movies. Yes, young Forrest Whitaker. Yes. So like, I, I like that the MCU is very aware of like that. So that this isn't the first time that they've been like, hey, you got a yeah. kid? Does he look like you? Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, speaking of Fishburne, it's interest, interesting to see how much of a role he got to play here. The DCEU wasted him in the Perry White role, and I'm glad he I got for- to do more here. God about that. Yes. That's bad if I forget that Lawrence Fishburne was in your movie. Yeah. And they left it open for him to show up again. Yeah. Because I, I love Lawrence Fishburne, and so, like, He's going to be one of those that I'm like, okay, it was never enough, but they did leave it open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, the Lu- Luis fast-talking recaps portrayed <laughs> by the characters lip-syncing his words was fun to watch. Going forward, though, I'm not sure how they'll continue to use this, use this gag without it feeling stale. See, now that's why they just need to do recaps. I... Just independent... I disagree because I am that slut well, okay. that will accept it and love it. 
Forever? Forever. Okay. Every single, like, it could be like Ant-Man 12, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh my God, Louis- y'all, did you see it? Luis. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, I can see where other people would be, see that as, like, stale. I will always love it. But, yeah. Okay. God, I would love the recaps. Why did you make me drink this? You said you would drink it. I am drinking it. It's... It's it's gonna go. It's gonna go to the to the to the the Caitlin. She likes that sour shit. Yeah, I know. Um, Randall Park. Okay, this is back to Michael. Okay, Randall Park's character feels like the embodiment of the Peter Principle that states. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Which observes that people in a hierarchy tend to rise to their level of, of incompetence. incompetence. It's so funny because I just watched the Thirty Rock episode that talked about this and it's like yeah because he's kind of terrible at his job yeah like he doesn't make good decisions he like he's got somebody like right under him that is uh working for um sunny like he's kind of bad at his job but i love him though (laughs) so i I felt bad because it's like we finally get some more you know asian characters and they're Kind of idiots. Yeah. So, like, I kind of hate that he was bumbling, but also he was entertaining as bumbling. Yes, he was. So, like, yes, I'm kind of was. at war with myself on that one. Yeah. But, I yeah, get, I feel, I like, I I feel like he was promoted a little bit. Yeah. He he met the level of his incompetence. But he's on May's phone, though. So, like, she doesn't put just anybody on her phone. I mean, that's true. So maybe it's all an act. Maybe. Or maybe since, you know, he kind of got knocked down a notch and is now in the FBI instead of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he could kind of doing what I'm doing with my job now, where it's like, (laughs) just kind of hanging out. I'm not in charge anymore. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to do my job. I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Since, yeah. So like the position that I'm in now is the opposite of that. Yeah. So it could just be that he's just like... I'm going to coast because they're letting me. I mean, right? I would uh, prefer okay. to think it's that. Yeah. Than All incompetence. Right. Uh, he says, I feel they may have used the crew of X-Con a bit too much, but they were still fun when, whenever they were on. Yeah. He also mentions Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. <laughs> says, I, he says, I don't remember Scott being tired after going giant size in Civil War. They never showed us that. That's no, the they thing. Never they did. never showed us that. I feel this is a bit of a retconning done so they could have him pass out later in this movie. I absolutely think that's what happened. And it goes back to what you mentioned with Peyton saying, I wish we could have done Goliath, Giant Man Mm -hmm. on our own, but he showed up in Civil War. So I think that kind of stuff is why they talk to each other now. Yeah, because in Civil War, they kind of killed that. Because all they had to do was like 15 seconds in Civil War, of Scott being like, "Oh, I can't, I can't make." Just show this him, real just long. show him being asleep, or, or even Scott saying, "I can do this thing, but I'm going to pass out afterwards." Yeah, like it. That's all it would have yeah, taken. That's all it would have taken, or just show him just falling asleep. Yeah. So I think, I think, I absolutely think it was a retcon. Once it was all over. I mean, yeah. Standout moments. Scott channels Janet. Oh, that was so good. Mid credit scene. Paul Rudd, my sweet baby. This is where either Ghost or Bill Foster could play. Okay. Remind um, me what the main credit scene oh, was. Oh, this is where, oh, no. So this is where either Ghost or Bill Foster could play a role in bringing Scott back. Oh, okay. Okay. 
He's not wrong. I didn't even think about them bringing him back. That's true. Both of them know all about quantum shit. That's true. Uh, the heist game with Scott and his daughter. This could also be foreshadowing since canonically she does become a hero known as either Stature or Singer. That makes, that, that heist made me so happy. Cause I was it like, it really did. It was so fun. Oh my God. He's such a good dad. Uh, he also lists any scene of Wasp in action. You know, by now I like, uh, yes. watching women kick ass. Same Z's. On a scale of one to 10, I'll say 8.5. It was a fun, solid movie for Mim. Solid movie for, I don't know what you're trying to say. Man in the Middle? Yeah. Uh, Basically the second movie, I guess. Cheers and Stay Jarvelous. I'm not real sure. I think it did a good job for it being the second movie. Okay. The second movie. Being a sequel. Is generally weaker. Mm -hmm. Um, Not always the case, but just generally so. Um, And I I do really like that, um, that it didn't feel like... Uh, okay, this is the second one. This is the one we've just got to get through to get to the third. So I did like that. The fact that a lot of people are saying, not everybody, but a lot of people are saying they thought it was stronger. I think that that speaks well, well for mean, it. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn from your past mistakes. Yeah. Okay. This email is from Morgan. Okay. It says, Hi. Hi. I've managed to pull myself out of the K-pop hole I have fallen into, partially out of desperation for something to obsess over, and partially because BTS ate my entire life. Please send help. Uh, Caitlin went through a K-pop phase this summer, I and I don't know don't if it was... don't think she's out of it yet. No, but I don't know if it was BTS. Like, I don't know the group, but I, that sounds like a group that might have been something. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, to write at least a short... I says... Uh, partially out of desperation to at least write a short review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Cool, cool. Although I have to send this GIF to Kaylin. <laughs> the K-pop GIF? Yep. Yeah, that true. She's learning fucking Save Korean. Okay, image saved. I'm going to okay. send this to her after we record. Cool, 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 cool. So I only saw this once, so my memory is a bit shaky. Favorite character? I don't really have a favorite character for this movie. I feel bad because I feel like it should be the Wasp, but she just wasn't that impressive to me. I expected more from a character with her name in the title, but it was really the Scott Lang Show Part 2, now with female sidekick. Yeah, like it was It was a step in the right direction, but it still wasn't Still wasn't full. quite there. Yeah. No. Uh, best scene. Mid and end credit scene, I think I like these so much because they're the most connected to the rest of the MCU. I was not expecting Hank, Janet, and Hope to all disappear. I'm assuming once Scott figures out they can't bring him back out of the quantum realm, TM, he'll try to find a time vortex that Janet oh so subtly hinted at, which is how he winds up in Avengers 4 Back to the Future. (laughs) Don't tease me. I am slightly concerned about what happens to Ava now that she didn't get her next dose of quantum particles. Maybe she got snaptured. See, that's the thing, like... That's where, again, the science gets a little woogly. I wasn't clear on... How stable she is, how long she's stable. They, I, I would have liked. Well, to n- that also gives us the segue to her and Bill Foster being the ones to come and find him. Yeah, I would have liked for them to put a couple of lines of dialogue where Janet's talking to Scott before he goes into the quantum realm to get the mm-hmm. healing particles. Mm-hmm. To be like, yeah, blah 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 blah. With Ava, we need like I'm not sure because at one point. It felt to me, and it could have just been my 
my brain just wanting to be like, everything's great now. Um, I thought she was quote unquote cured. But then the credit scene makes me believe that it was just a temporary. Or they were getting the quantum energy to heal somebody else. To to just have it. To have it and study it. So that wasn't super clear. Is that all the quantum, did Janet give up all of her quantum energy? I mean, it leads to other questions. And like, is Ghost 100% now or does she need another another dose? Yeah, we don't necessarily know that she was getting it for Ghost. Right. Will she need another dose ever or will she need them periodically forever? Like, that's the kind of stuff that's just been kind of I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Yeah. And it could play into Infinity War, or it could not. Who knows? Oh, Infinity War is going to be really busy anyway. Uh, I mean, part two of Avengers 4, which is absolutely not a sequel to Avengers 3. Again, Russo's, we understand what is happening. Stop lying. You feel better? I'm really bitter about that. Do you feel Do you feel better? Where they're like, oh, no, it's a total standalone. <laughs> it's I, not. Okay. Can I finish the email? Yes, you can. Okay, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Morgan says the end credits scene was really eerie. Okay, so this is where I got the thought it from. It was, though. Uh, says the emergency broadcast sound made me really uncomfortable, and when that was juxtaposed over the momentary hilarity of Scott Ant still playing the drums, I couldn't help but be entirely creeped out. Also, R.I.P. Scott Ant, who just who has to follow Scott's schedule forever because no one is there to tell them to stop. Yeah. That's where I got the idea from. Like, I didn't, I I apologize for dry pieing your thought, but. I I get that it is, it kind of makes it creepier that you get the emergency, because I agree, the emergency broadcast, the, the single is really creepy, but like, I still stand by, I think the ant would have been better served in the middle before that. And well, okay, but it wouldn't have the emergency broadcast wouldn't have made any sense the other way around. They would if they would have showed like Wu's office empty, or like Paxton's desk empty. But showing the emergency sound over posed over Scott Ant before. Oh no! Seeing you, them you disappear you doesn't had make to, any sense. No, you would have had to take this, take that out, and just shown him yeah. like playing the drums. Yeah. Um, but I, it is sad though because it's it just sad. in a loop now. He is, and I hope he gets to eat it. Oh, we get cereal. Yeah. Movie thoughts. <laughs> Hank Pym sass continues to sustain me. Uh, Ghost slash Ava was a pretty cool antagonist concept wise, and she continues the trend of understandable villains. I appreciated that it was pain that was driving her to do these things instead of evil reason number 5,236,987. Good job for you being able to say that because I would have been like, big number! <laughs> uh, Cassie continues to be adorable and I hope she does get the chance to be a hero one day. I do too. And I, I just really want that actress to do it because I think she's done such a good job mm-hmm. with being Cassie. I really like her. I love how cohesive Cassie's family is now. Being a three-parent family doesn't seem to face them anymore, and they all seem to get along really well. No, the group hugs, like, made me really it's happy. It's almost like they have adopted Scott. Yes. He's, like, also the other kid, but also a parent. Like, like the big brother? Yeah. I, oh, but yeah. I really like, I like seeing that it's not the tropey 
you got remarried and because we got a little bit of that and in the first every, movie yeah where everybody he, hates each he's other like, i don't like paxton but like paxton's a good dude he really is and i like now that they're that i loved in the movie where she was constantly like you can't do this and he was like actually honey they can and she's like what's stupid <laughs> i agreed with her the whole time i really i really liked it and the group hugs just, just like gave oh, yeah. me life oh yeah so yeah it was good to see like a non-traditional family in a positive light. So that was kudos oh, yeah. to you. I agree with that. Uh, says I felt a little like the ex-con gang were there because they had to be, but the two truth serum seams were comedy gold. Listen, I will take them. I don't care how they shoehorn them in. Again, I am a slut for that and I don't care. Okay. They can include them however they want. Okay. They're making these movies a little bit for people like me who are like, it was fun. <laughs> Uh, next point is Janet was interesting. I like the reunion scene when she takes over Scott's body. I think Paul Rudd could have done a slightly better job impersonating Michelle Pfeiffer and not just acting feminine. That's a good note. I mean, that's a good, that's, yeah, but I still think he pulled it off. Okay. Okay. She's right. She's right. He did just portray someone a feminine type person not specifically michelle pfeiffer i would have but i still think he did a really good job of portraying a feminine person does that make sense yes okay it's almost like we need the bonus feature of them being like oh no we recorded michelle doing the scene and then paul mimicked her specifically yeah. For it to be like but a we, little more than like yeah. he was just feminine about it. But we don't know. We don't know that. Yeah. We need, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, a, that's a good differentiation to make. Uh, last bullet point says Janet being able to help Ava was slightly anticlimactic. There was all this build up to Ava, Ava having to sacrifice Janet to cure herself. And then Janet pops out and is able to help and voila, problem mostly solved. I had a problem with that from the standpoint of they were so fucking sure Janet would be able to fix her. Even with, we'll sacrifice Janet versus Janet will heal you. Mm -hmm. They were so sure that, like, sacrificing her would fix her. And that was where I was like, based on what, all of this science is completely unfounded. So that was more of, like, you just got a hand wave and accept it. But I, I get where... It gave her the motivation to be a bad guy, though. So. Yeah, I get where Morgan's coming from, though. Where it's just like, I don't care. Like, fix me. Overall, I thought this was a great summer popcorn flick. It was funny in all the right places and a breath of fresh air after the emotional turmoil of Infinity War. Yeah. I'm disappointed in the Wasp's first outing, but I am hopeful for her future appearances. I'm just thirsty for whatever we fucking got. Uh, closes with until next time, Morgan Stark the third. Oh my God. Don't be a part of that family, man. Oh, shoot. Don't like willingly be a part of the Stark family. <laughs> it's going to screw you up, man. He's like, I want food now. I'm getting Merlin love. I oh know. Oh my God. He's, he went after the weaker of the two. He's like, mom is meaner than you are. All right. Last email. Okay. This is from Rachel. Yay. Wait, no, Ray. Ray, Ray. Yeah. There's two of you. Yeah. This is the Ray. This is the Ray, not the Rachel. Right. Hiya, ladies. Yay. I quite enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man's possibly my least favorite superhero to get his own film, but I'm still very positive about him. Wasp, okay. on the other hand, I was super hyped about, and I think they did a good job with her. My nose itch. Okay. How dare. Oh, he's womp-womping. 
Uh, Ghost was one of the highlights for me, a sort of bad guy who can be interpreted as an anti-hero if you look at it from her point of view. She's so much better that Yellow Jacket, and I think this is the biggest yes. setup in antagonist since Thor went from facing Bland, uh, Mc, Mc, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, yeah, Malachi. Malachi. Yeah. To facing Hela and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Agreed. I know you guys aren't fans of costumes having boob armor, but as someone who does fencing and knows how painful it is to get caught without your boob armor, I was really quite happy with the way it was incorporated into Ghost and Wasp suits. Okay. Made me happy to know that Evangeline had some say in the design of her outfit and tried to make it fit her character. Yeah, I, I really like that when they're not just like, yeah, 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 actor, shut up and look pretty. It's it's not so much boob armor that I have a problem with. It's armor that's made to be so sexualized. It's like you have to sexualize fucking armor. Yeah, I mean, there's... That's, that's what pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I like that she had armor that was form-fitting um, much the way that Scott Lang's yeah. uh, but it's costume not, was. I don't know. It's hard to describe for me, but it's like when they have the boob cup where it's... You can tell it's like she's, a specific... Well, I mean, she's got support. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. Like, I don't but, know. It's... I could point it out if like... Like, because some of the armor in ESO just makes me cringe. Well, there's that. But also, if you take into consideration um, Gwendolyn Christie's... Yes. asthma. Yes. That's a good example. Is a example of, of where they didn't unnecessarily feminize yeah. the stormtrooper She's like a costume. silver stormtrooper. Yeah. So they it's, didn't it's, all in, it's in context it. as well. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was happy with uh, both the armors. I didn't think either one struck me as overtly, it wasn't overly sexual. sexualized. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the point. Yeah. Uh, she says, I got to say, though, I ship Scott with Jimmy Woo more than I do with Hope. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I love the. Are I you asking me to dinner? I don't know. Would you no, like? To? I mean, you, I mean, no, like, no, would you, no, no. But would you like no. to? I need the opening to Ant Man three to be them having dinner. Oh my god, that would be great. Oh, uh, when Scott was drowning and Hope saved him, I was honestly so surprised. I had this feeling Scott was somehow going to be able to save himself at the last second because I was so unused to seeing the damsel in distress trope reversed. So the woman saved the man. It's nice though. That is that is a good note though. Well, I mean, we we mentioned earlier about how the roles were kind of reversed yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, I, as always, I love Luis. Scott seems like a great dad, but every time I see Paul Rudd, I think, is that Paul Rudd? Like that famous gif of Mark Ruffalo, and it's very distracting. Gifs below in case you don't know them. Oh, <laughs> we know. Let me well, see. Hold on. Let me finish the email, and I'll show them to okay. you. I found the film funny, but something like Ragnarok's more my sense of humor. I mean, I, mean, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Like, it was a little, I don't know, kind of like off-center humor in mm-hmm. Ragnarok versus this was more traditional. But I'll take what I can get. Anything that doesn't upset me in the MCU these days is like a winner. At the end credit scene, everyone in my cinema shouted and one guy threw an empty drinks carton at the screen. Jeez. Uh, have a great end of the summer, Ray. Oh, okay, now I'm going to show you these and there are okay. two... There's, there, there's two Jeffs and then there's one Jeff. Okay. What you want to pay attention to is what's going on in the background. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you've seen these. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much. They're so dumb. So the second yeah. GIF is Paul Rudd in the background. Mouthing. Doing like, oh my God, is that Mark Ruffalo? Is that Mark Ruffalo? Oh, that's, yeah. that's adorable. 
So they're dumb. All right. So that's all the feedback we have. Wow. Which was all a right. lot actually. Yeah. So, um, I, th- I didn't realize we had as much as we did. I thought we had like three. No, we had more like seven. than that. That is a number that's bigger. And my arm made a crack. Wow. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's all the feedback we have. So, uh, yeah. So again, God, Captain Marvel is the next one. And that's in the is spring. It? I think it's, let me, let me look for the current release date. It should be on IMDb. Yeah. That's what I'm checking. Okay. Cause that's our next one. I think you're right. Because everybody has to avoid the snapping. Yeah, that one's set in the 90s. I'm still a little kind of mad that it's not Natalie Dormer. So, like, Bree's got a little a little ground to cover to make me, like, be on, like, be up there. But, I like, know. Uh, March 8th. So, we, okay. yeah. So, early spring. Yeah, it's not so far away. So, yeah. We can do some movies in between. Yeah. Um, And I am not promising anything, but we could potentially do a character study if we get a wild hair to do one maybe if we feel like it maybe we'll see i'm absolving us of all real responsibility if, if unt- until some, captain marvel if i can get some time off yeah yeah so um anything else that's all i got all right thank you guys for listening thanks guys